And then I said, and I love you, Andre 3000. And then I got depressed because I couldn't figure out whether or not he would have survived the snap. Ask the Russos. Hey, Russos, did the members of Outcast survive the snap? Nope. Could you imagine if that was the question? Apparently, all the Mets didn't. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, guys and ghouls. What? I don't know. I'm just assuming that all female listeners are also the undead. Jims and Jules. J- yes. Jim et Jules. Yamor Huamhua. Welcome, you batch of unripened kumquats, to Big Damn Cast. A podcast about geeky gossip, nerdy news, and all the bullshit that's fit to distract you until you reach the grave. Welcome, my son. My to name. To the machine. Oh, what's that from? Pink Floyd. Oh, okay, sorry. I just thought for a second that you were about to introduce me to some cyber porn. No, no, no. Which arguably Pink Floyd is. You are listening to the somniferous tones, uh, known to put y'all to sleep, of Christopher, blessed be the children we, Johnson. <laughs> And Matthew on your left, Watson. Ooh, you beaut. You're on my right, though. No, I'm not on your right. But you're going to pan this in the edit. Ah, I'm going to be right. on their left. In the visual medium of podcasting. That's not true. We we, uh, we just put it straight down the middle. And up inside, like a warm kitten. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about some, some shit. And then we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame in spoilerific glory. We're pretty much just going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Essentially. Like, guys, this is your warning now. If you've yeah. not seen the movie Avengers Endgame and you do not want any of it spoiled, go away. If you want our spoiler-free thoughts on Avengers Endgame, go to our YouTube channel, Big Damn Channel, and check out our spoiler-free video review, which was recorded after our initial viewings of the movie. Review. It's a review. A reviewer. It's our. It's a. It's a a quick turnaround review on this new format known as a vlog. Yeah. Or video blog. No one's ever done these before. Um, It's unprecedented. Literally brand new. This is the end game. We are the first. So that's warning number one, you swines. You Revolutionary new medium. Um, but we'll be getting into those in just a moment, and we'll be reading out some of your emails about Endgame toward the end of the episode. But first, a couple little bits of pop culture in new hairs that have cropped up this a quick. Yeah. You've seen a trailer featuring a man and another version of that man. A Will Smith. Talk to me about Will and Smith's Looper Will Smith. remake. Gemini Man. <laughs> oh, That's all I got man. from watching the trailer. I was like, so it's Looper. No, it's not time travel. What? It's cloning. So it's Clooper. Clooper. Yeah, it's Clooper. George um, Clooper. Yeah, it was Me. difficult to, to really pay attention to any news this week, <laughs> seeing as um, a film this, little, this little movie called Endgame came out and made $1.2 billion in its opening weekend. Yeah, so... Like, fuck me sideways. But yeah, we did get a trailer for Ang Lee's Gemini Man, the long in-development hell project. Not with Ang Lee at the helm, it's been in, it's been in development since at least the early 90s. Um... Which sees Will Smith's, again, he's only just been attached to the project. There was many other names attached to it in the past. Uh, Will Smith's uh, assassin, targeted by 
another assassin who it turns out is basically a younger version of him. And from what's in the trailer, it seems like it's some kind of cloning thing. Cloning. Um, yeah, cloning. So it's like John Wick meets the sixth day. Okay. Because the sixth day was so good. <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, my God. I, you know, I'd forgotten about that movie. That was a Channel 4 yeah. favourite for years. Oh, it? the sixth day. It's great. No, it's not great. <laughs> it's not. I mean, there's fun to be had in it, but not much. What's the other one where it's Arnie and the devil? And stuff? Oh, uh, End of Days. End of Days. End, end of Days is great. End of Days and the sixth day used to get so much play on Channel 4. Yeah, they just nuts. like days. They just like day films. They love days. 500 Days of Summer, followed by End of Days. What a double bill. Days of Wine and Roses. Uh, Happy Days. The movie. I don't know if that's the, the There wasn't one, but there should have been. Yeah, why not? Why um, there would be if it came out today. So this is what Will Smith's doing instead of more Suicide Squad then, essentially. Um, yeah, because he's still shooting it. Like, because the trailer came with, like, an announcement video at the start. Well, it comes to the Will Smith at the start going, Hey, I'm Will Smith. This is the trailer for Gemini Man. Here I am on the set. Woo, we're still filming this, but here's a trailer. Yeah, whoa, it's me, I'm Will Smith, and this is Gemini Man. Oh, that's hot. It's so hot. He wants Fortnite. And, oh, God. He, just... he does want Fortnite. <laughs> but he doesn't want to be talked at by, uh, by teenagers. Or he will tear off their arms. <laughs> Shove them up your butt. <laughs> um... So um, some sci-fi action glory featuring Will yeah, Smith. It, it feels like early two thousands again. Yeah, it, it's it looks fine. fine. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what people are how people are feeling about it, but it's just it looks like a action film with a de-aged Will Smith fighting a now Will Smith, but he doesn't look that different. Like you just kind of have to go off the fact that his younger version is clean shaven and has the sort of. Um, like fade haircut, yeah, with, with, the, with the raised with the, sort of peak, the, yeah. yeah, like a flat top almost. Um, whereas the uh, the modern day Will Smith is uh, grain in the temples of it. But yeah, I was like con- legitimately <laughs> confused at moments in that trailer as to which Will Smith was the Will Smith from when. Oh my god, I'm going cross eyed. <laughs> which Will just Smith? Just try is not the Will to Smith? think about it too much. Which one? I'm trying to ha- just have fun, which and one that goes for you at home. Or whatever the line is from the spy who shagged me. Well, <laughs> and that's the only time I will ever quote an Austin Powers film beyond the first one. Because they're bad. Uh, first, um, one's, first one's all right. International Man of Mystery. Well, well it sort of, it, it sort of exists well. in that in that misogynistic window of because it's adapting that period of cinema that is kind of uh, yeah. dodgy. Like, whereas whereas it, two, so okay. two isn't very funny and three is just god awful. Three is bad. Three, three is really, really bad. bad. Um, but as for the Gemini Man, it will be reserved. Also coming at us, we've got uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which got another, another final trailer, another final trailer, another trailer, a final trailer. Um, each trailer for this has just featured um, Millie Bobby Brown with more and wetter hair across her face. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming all from the same scene. Yeah, but it's just like, is this film just? Hey guys, here's Stranger Things girl here's Millie in Bobby the Brown rain with wet hair and also monsters. Now her hair is more wet and some of it is on her face. Now her hair is very wet and more of it is on her face. That is this film. Um, no, it looks like this film is is just literally going to be let them fight and let them I, fight too. Let them fight too. Gidera Boogaloo. Oh, it just King yeah. Gidera. <laughs> Do you want to see Godzilla fight 
of the giant monsters. Do you want to see is that Godzilla what you want? fight a three-headed dragon? Is that what you want? Yes. Then that's what you're getting! That's <laughs> what you're getting! You're getting so much of it! Is Godzilla and Kong going to feel like an anticlimax? Probably! <laughs> like, I'm looking at what's happening here. I'm just like, they really want to do Godzilla vs. King Kong after this. Like, so I can, no, this is it. Like, this, how can you go? You can't go bigger than this. I think in the trailer they say there's 17 of these fuckers. I wonder how many people are going to see this movie having not seen or given a shit about the 2014 film. Because they look look like very different beasts. Yes. Even though it is in fact the same beast. Mm. And and, and a... With more beasts. And a confirmed canonical sequel to that movie. But it's just like... eh. I think some of the (laughs) cast are returning from the... I think Sally Hawkins and... um... Yeah, I think Sally, Sally Hawkins is in the trailer, and and Ken Watanabe is in the trailer. Uh, so yeah, and Monarch are the sort of folks working on this thing. Um, don't you mean Shield? Oh, don't you mean uh, Prodigium? Uh, <laughs> don't, you, don't, you, don't you mean Task Force X? Oh, oh god! Fantastic. Um, Cadmus. Um, oh god! <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. It looks like giant monster smashy smashy. I hope it's as big and as dumb as it appears to be in the trailers. I want that. I want it to be bigger and dumber than Rampage. If it's bigger and dumber than Rampage, then I'm happy. I've still not seen that. It's pretty good. I imagine it's just like it's, it's... The, the Rock and some CGI monsters. A fire was it a fire breathing flying wolf? The wolf does not breathe fire, but it, it does, does fly. fly. <laughs> oh, so I'm sorry for the, <laughs> the superpowers of this giant. CGI yeah, Rampage wolf. is <laughs> just. Balls to the wall nonsense. And you can't take it seriously at all because no one involved was. <laughs> well, it's, I it's don't good. know. Dwayne, Dwayne seems pretty serious and invested in everything no, I mean, Don't get me wrong. He's invested in that he does a good job. But like with that and Skyscraper, like he was oh, not Jesus taking them Skysc- seriously. <laughs> Die Hard, but with CGI. Skyscraper is rubbish, but great fun. But it is rubbish. Do you know what else is rubbish, but great fun? Um, Avengers Endgame? No! <laughs> because it's amazing! It's amazing! Whee! And great fun, but it's also very long. Uh, boys and girls, this is your second spoiler warning. Second Seriously. and final spoiler warning. If you don't want the plot of Avengers Endgame spoiled for you, go away now. Because if you watch the trailers and you're like, no, 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 I think I get it. Boy, them trailers show you stuff from the first 20 minutes, and that's your fucking lot. I will say that... Hmm, There's a couple of glimpses of the final 20. They, they, But they do they do it in such a way where it it's not in... I, yeah. It's not correct either. Like there, yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. Like Infinity War, there have been some digital tricks pulled in the marketing for this film, and indeed in the merchandise and everything. And such shots in the trailers that aren't in the film at all. Yeah, boy! So Things that are missing in the trailers are there in the film, in some shots. Things that you see in the film, that you see in the trailers, look completely different in the film. Characters you see in the trailers look completely different in the film. It's it's similar to... One character in particular in one very specific shot in the trailer does not look like that in the film. Also, um, you know... It's it's basically the opposite of the Hellboy marketing. Yeah. Where they just showed the entire film. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, it, Hold yeah, on, I missed they, out the creepy 
mummy returns flesh ghost Ooh, thing. Flesh ghosts. So flows. That's, that's the name of my metal pants. Flesh ghosts. Flesh ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler warning. Uh, so, <laughs> so my favourite part of the game was the Flesh Ghost. Now, um, flesh Ghost! Uh, anybody here order a Flesh Ghost to uh, save the universe? Flesh Ghost! <laughs> okay, let's talk about Avengers. Flesh Ghost! Yes, Hulk? You're alright! Flesh Ghost! <laughs> Um, okay, so to keep this coherent, yeah, uh, and so that Good we luck. cover everything. Because here's the thing: this is a long ass movie. It is. It's three hours oh, and one man. minute long. Um, it's so dense, but I think, as I described <laughs> in my in my review, it's three hours of pure satisfaction. Yeah, this is the first of these movies that is completely a season finale. Like, it's, this isn't yeah. its own film. You can watch Infinity War, having not seen any Marvel movie, and pretty much get it. You'll get more out of it if you've gone on that journey, but yeah. you'll get it. And you'll go, oh, that was a downer ending. Um, this movie is part two of Infinity War. You cannot watch this without having watched at least Infinity War and probably at least half of the MC. Like, the amount well, of I, th- I, think, I think you can watch it without seeing without seeing anything other than Infinity War. But you will be missing out on so much satisfaction. I think you have to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp as well. For a movie that's yeah. so inconsequential on the surface of it. Oh, I know. I think you have this, to watch this it. This film is going to send people back specifically to re-watch Ant-Man and the Wasp yep. and Thor The Dark World. Yep. Those two movies gain more traction and sort of overall staying power... As a result of this film. Yeah, you heard us right. Thor the Dark World. Because they focus on the one really interesting character a- thing from Thor the Dark World. And AKA they, they the, go least with it. Good, the least good MCU movie. But it gets so much love. And they freaking got Rene Russo back. And Natalie Portman for a couple of shots. Yeah. A couple of shots and a line of ADR. She turned up at the premiere and was like... But aren't you guys on bad terms? It's like, not bad terms, but she basically said, yeah, I'm not doing those again. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I um, thought The Dark World was, was probably a bad experience for I, everyone. I think Eccleston was given a heads up that the plot of Dark World was crucial to this. Because last week he randomly posted a picture of Malekith on his mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. and put for the Marvel fans. And it was like, that's random. And now I'm like, did he know that his movie was getting like a bit of a nod in that one? Because Malekith, Malekith, yeah. like dead center of the screen at one point in the briefing room. It's like fucking hell. There's, there's Chris Eccleston in the middle of this yeah. middle of this bitch. There he is. Oh, fuck hell! Hopkins doesn't Whoa. even get Hopkins doesn't even get a visual nod. <laughs> no, in this we film. know he does not. Um, so unless you count Chris Hemsworth slowly morphing into Anthony Hopkins and the hillside. Yes. In Norway. Yeah. Which, uh, again, I think it was Mr. Sunday Movies video pointed out, that specific location isn't just there. It's, oh my God, where is it? It's tied into the Thor history. It's the village in a from, different way. So it's the, vi- it's the same village. Yeah. That is mentioned in the Viking era flashbacks from the first Thor movie. And, and is in Captain America, Captain America the, the first, first Avenger. Avenger. The resting place of the Tesseract. 
Oh my god, so there we go. And but it turns out from the shot of him of Valkyrie at the end, oh shit. Is that where is that where Odin was? Yeah. Is that the cliffside that Odin yeah. was on in Ragnarok? Oh my okay, see what we mean see what I mean guys, we're just gonna end up bouncing. So there's just there's just so much in this film. We are going to the most reliable source of information on the planets. Younger, more misinformed um, <laughs> Backett's cousin, Wikipedia. Because out of the sites I had a peek out, Wikipedia had the most sort of linear and comprehensive yeah, plot summary. Yeah, we're going to go through this movie. So, Whilst missing stuff out still. For example, we're going to open up here with something that the Wikipedia article doesn't have in it, which is the opening of the movie. Called it. Yeah. Fucking called it. Fucking Final spoiler warning. Here we go. Um, the Guardian review actually says outright that this is how the movie opens. Oh, twat. There's some mild spoilers in the in the in ah. Peter Bradshaw's Guardian review. It's, it's, it's a five-star review. It's a very good review. I'm sorry, but... I'm sorry, but lots of others have managed it without giving a damn thing away. Yeah, he gives away in the review that he gives away Professor Hulk. He gives away the opening scene. Um, and he uh, the way it's phrased confirms that time travel's involved. Yeah, that's dick move, dude. So. I know he's not doing it to be a dick, but it's like, no. th- these things are so much more enjoyable when you don't know they're coming. Um, Although, can I just say, before we get into it, this movie should have been called Avengers Forever, and I've been saying that for about two years. You know, I agree, but at the same time, because you know how smug they were calling it Endgame, because I only realised this past week that the first mention of Endgame isn't in Infinity War, it's in Age of Ultron. When Tony's talking about like we can do bust we can bust arms dealers all the live long day, but up there, that's the end game. That's a lion in Age of Ultron. When he's referring to what's out there. Yeah, but this is also basically the plot of Avengers Forever. True. But <laughs> when he's referring to out there that's the end game, he's referring to what you saw through the wormhole and what yeah. did he see through the wormhole? The same shit that comes crashing down to destroy Earth at the end of this movie. Yeah. they. Which now I'm like, I now understand why they chose not to reveal the title. Because people would have been picking things apart and going, Oh, right! So it's going to have to do with... The, cause you, do you know what I mean? So I kind of get it now. I'm like, fair enough. I understand. Yeah, you, you did plant a clue to what this film's plot would be. Or at least the the you know the, 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 the risk of the, the threat in this film would be. As far back as 2015, so I kind of get it. Yeah, but anyway, opening scene, pretty uh, fucking dark. But again, not gratuitously so. No, like it, it, it's it's the dusting happens off camera for Clint's daughter and two sons and wife. Yeah. Um, I little details I like in the scene. I like the fact that he's still under house arrest. Yep. Like, Scott got off house arrest much sooner, which implies to me that either Clint's sentence was longer, or um, he, what's it, had tried, violated it at some point and was given a longer sentence. Possibly. Because <laughs> Scott, um, Scott's let off sometime in late 2017, early 2018, and then the post credit scene in Ant-Man the Wasp is sometime later in 2018. I think they imply it's not that much later, though. Not too much later. Like, could be a few months or what have you, because... Um, it, the, the, the snap happens in like April of 2018, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. So, it, but it, it's it's just like the idea that, like, hey, look, Hawkeye's happy. Yeah, I think he's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be. Oh wait, your family's disappeared. Yeah, they did. Oh, Clint, they did. Oh yeah. Um, 
Also, mayo and mustard? I like ketchup. The youngest is the only one with a sensible head on his shoulders. May- I mean, I like mayo, but it's not a hot dog topping. Good lord, no. Mustard is. Mayo is the devil's... Mayo. mayo is the devil's spunk. And also, mayo and mustard together can be good. Don't write it off. Don't write it off. What if the mayo is within your burger sauce and then you add mustard to the burger? I suppose that works. Also good. That kind of works. But not mayo and... Not straight mayo and straight mustard on their own on top of something. That's... That's vile. Anyway, uh, Avengers Endgame, two stars. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is the condiments episode. Um... <laughs> oh, God. The thumbnail should be Condiment King, but the title Avengers Endgame with yeah. no explanation. Um, Just a bottle of mayo and a bottle of mustard. And a bottle of ketchup far away looking sad. Dusting into the wind. Ah! And then a song begins over the start of our logo. And I get why, in terms of the overarching umbrella of the MCU, they they put the Stan tribute in Captain Marvel. Not just because it yeah. was the first film to come out after he passed, but because I think for the effect of this one, I think it would have taken us out of the moment that the Stan tribute happened here over the logo. Yeah. Um... Whereas in Captain Marvel, it felt more appropriate. And also his cameo in Captain Marvel is such a sweet, like, hey, it's Stan, nod. So it's like, fair enough. Um, at the moment that started, I was like, we're cutting to the ship, aren't we? They've managed to get in, uh, they've managed to get it up and get out there. Okay, let's see yep. what's going to happen. Um, Tony Nebula playing, t- like, table American football. <laughs> playing goal, shootout, flicking little folded things over. Which it. also sets up Tony's flicking skills for later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's flicking skills. Ooh. I love how malnourished he looked. Oh my, there's really so su- Really subtle until he gets to Earth and you see him with everyone else and you go, oh my God, Tony looked really sick. Yeah. I thought you, don't really, like... you don't really notice it in the ship because he's sort of slumped. And, no, and, but I, th- you know. I thought like, oh no, he's, looked, he's lost a bit of bulk there. Um, Which you would do had you not really eaten for 21 days in a row. Yeah. 22. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, it's uh, that case of What's it saying now? There's a lot of they leave it for you to fill in the gap here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you just have to assume that once Captain Marvel in her post-credit scene rocked up at Avengers Mansion, answering yeah. the pager, you have to assume that Rocket's like, right, find my friends. Here's hit like my ship's here somewhere. Here's yeah. coordinates, whatever. I think people were it. expecting that po- that stinger to be a scene from Endgame, but it's clear that actually that happens before Endgame starts. Well, yeah. before the present endgame starts captain marvel is sort of an addition in this yeah. movie she's an add-on um and which i think is an excuse for some badass stuff this was shot before captain marvel yeah directors so, directors gave it all approval all of her character yeah. choices and apparently were present on set for a lot of her scenes so it's, so that they were they were very much like thinking of where they were about to take carol but i think oh where she, oh, where she was coming from yeah oh no but That's i mean i mean in terms of their journeys as yeah. filmmakers like they were about to develop this character based on what they knew they wanted to do so they were there going okay yeah. do that do that Brie do this maybe do that Joe Anthony could we maybe do it a bit like this great fantastic I mean, if, it, yeah the, the characterization absolutely feels consistent yeah um, but it is a case of um, this is she's tangential to this because they didn't really know what she was yet I think yeah um, but I, oh no, as I was trying to say before, one of the things they do really well in this movie, and they do a lot of, is using 
quite subtle CGI and makeup effects to make people look completely fucking different. Yeah. In various ways. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Tony being so malnourished at the start is a big, is a big example of that. I love the fact that he's leaving a message for Pepper that he's not, he's not even broadcasting it. He has no idea if it'll ever get No, he get can't there. broadcast it. He's just leaving it, hoping someone finds it. And the idea that the Nanites are now just that helmet. Yeah. Sat there, half formed, because that's probably the most they can do. Plus whatever's in his chest unit. Yeah. Um, the Tony Nebula sort of um, forced friendship is quite sweet. It's the way I, almost, I almost the... wish we saw more of it, but I, you know, I, I get it. It's we have, the way we've got to she... keep moving. We've got a three-hour movie that needs to feel like it's chugging along, so it's, I get it. It's the way she just puts him in the chair after he, after he falls asleep. She's just quite sweet. Knowing that he's probably going to pass away as well. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to leave him here. Like, this is more dignified. This is, he's tucked in. Yeah, and just again little touches like he's he, when he he's sort of settling down, he wraps himself up in one of Star Lord's jackets and just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's it, just lots of little things. Um, in that moment, that's great, and the way that they just take their sweet ass time on that shot of his face as that light starts to slowly get brighter, and you're like, "Yeah, is Tony is Tony about to pass over to the other side? What's going on? Nope, Carol Danvers, motherfuckers!" And again, a subtly different costume like it's slightly different at this point it's got yeah. more of the gold shoulder plate in and everything and then it gets a complete fucking overhaul later yeah and again a more of a traditional kind of comic book look for yeah. the for the marvel legacy yeah um it's pretty cool so tony's brought back to earth and we finally get our kind of character confrontation that we've been wanting to see since the end of civil war oh him and steve are not best of friends anymore like he's happy to see him and then he immediately is like Tony's suddenly doing something very out of character for him, which is putting the blame on someone else. Yeah. And he's like, it's like, you. You're I the reason told this, you this was going to happen, yeah. And, and and again, in that moment, they're like, I was right. Age of Ultron, sure, it didn't work out. I was right. And it's like, you did it the wrong way, though, Tony. Like, we all know. Yeah. You did it the wrong way, and you're just rambling because you're, you're delusional and near death. Like, but, you know. It, it it's him reinforcing everything he believes. This is where the investment in these films is so important to to, to getting this, everything yeah. you can out of this film because all, all that stuff, stuff that's works. bubbled up since Age of Ultron between them is there. It works because it's been set up over the last decade. Yeah, which means you, which is great because it frees up the filmmakers to just dive straight into it. Yeah, you don't need to to have the setup because you've had the setup in all the previous films. It's the, it's the freedoms that TV gives you traditionally yeah. over a season in this case this season's been a very long one with two or three episodes a year yeah. it's very long form epi- like episodic television very high budget TV yeah. that's that's what this is and it's why it's so Th- that's why this film to me feels like a season finale I, when I when, like there's definitely room for continuing now when we but saw like, this feels like the season finale to this very long series we've been watching when we saw this came out a bit of course both of us me and my partner went to the bathroom and while she was not the same bathroom because that would have been weird no. <laughs> while I was waiting for her to, to I mean we could have we could, we could have, have been if, the same if, gender, if same but, gender not, but so. even then you wouldn't necessarily like go urinal to urinal and be like so what do you think of the movie I, know, I probably would what do you think yeah. sort of like crossing the streams the same urinal cubicle to cubicle you know yeah, but, uh, well, not, <laughs> the same urinal different urinals obviously uh, ratio go ratio um <laughs> Uh, no, but I got. I, well, I was waiting for her to come out because, of course, the, it always takes longer in the women's than does in the men's because they haven't got urinals. And I got a message from her saying, "There are so many women in this toilet crying." 
Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there was just a lot. Of, so yeah, um, this this movie managed to pack enough emotional weight to have a bunch of uh, women crying in the Great Northern Odeon toilets. <laughs> like immediately after the at, movie, um, <laughs> at half eleven on a Friday night, <laughs> which well is done. not unusual for Manchester, really. But <laughs> it's not usually in the Odeon. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty great. Um, so the tensions are there. We get one of the best lines of the whole fucking movie, which is, "I'm I'm sorry for, for a moment there. I thought you were build a bear." Maybe I am. <laughs> he doesn't fucking know what that is. He's just like, maybe I am. <laughs> Rocket is could does not give a fuck anymore. I love it. I love it. And just the whole what's but Rocket is one of the more level headed people. Yeah. In this entire situation, like Rhodey is for all of his military training and his patience is starting to lose his temper a bit from everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, which I suppose would be sort of a natural feeling because everybody in that room, Rhodey probably feels like the most sort of um, powerless in a way. Yeah, like he's he's amongst gods and monsters and supermen and all this, and you know he he's usually the one who's quite level and quite. I don't know. know I think it. I think but Widow would probably watching, feel most like that because she has because well, he's true, got his suit but, at least. True, but I think I think also he would consider her more of a. Um, she's more of very much that Avengers thing. Like, do you know what I mean? She's yeah, very much, she's, she's been she's there since part of that clique. Where, whereas, whereas you know, and he he in in the last like year and a half of his character arc has lost the the sort of complete functioning use of his legs. He has lost his best friend and is now watching him near death in front of him losing his shit. Yeah. Like, he's just seen half the population of the planet and now he finds out the universe disappear. Like, Rhodey's at the end of his tether now. Um, Don yeah, Cheadle... Oh, I think it's my delivery... Don Cheadle Deedle. does a damn... F- if this is that package that I was telling you about before, I will be no, fuming. No, 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 Don um, Cheadle does an incredible job in this film. Does old Don. Does old Don. Um, I mean, yeah, Don Cheadle's great. And if you I, should put him in your movie, if you can put him in your movie, you should put him in your movie. Again, it makes so. me very happy that we're in a world where War Machine is a character in a movie that people War absolutely love machine. and adore. How many films has he been... Right, counting Terrence Howard's appearance as Rhodey in the first Iron Man... How many films has War Machine been in? Uh, Iron the Man, three Iron Man movies. Iron Man Age, of Ultron, Age of Ultron. Civil War. Yeah. Infinity, Infinity War. War and Endgame. That's seven movies seven. where the Iron Man character War Machine has been in them. Out of 22 or 23? Is it 23rd? This is 22nd film. 22nd. I, keep, um, I got confused when I was reviewing. I was like, is it 22 or 23rd? Iron Man the Wasp is the 20th. Um, so Captain Marvel 21 is 22. Okay, yeah. Um, 11 years. And that averages at two movies a year. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, and even then, some some years it was one movie and then three the next year. And, oh and it's not God. even been 11 years since the first Iron Man, really. Yeah, we're on the cusp of it. It's yeah. a couple months away, yeah. A couple months early. Mental! But, um, yeah, so, so, I mean, Rhodey's sort of, his patience is waning out at this point. Um, everyone Everyone is. is stressed as hell. Thor, of course, is in the worst place he's ever been. Like, last film we got to see him really juggling with the idea of not his mortality, but mortality as a concept and what it really means to outlive everyone who matters to you and see them taken from you. Thor was dealing with some heavy shit in the last movie. Yeah. In this movie, he failed. Like, he failed in the last one and it's weighing on him. And then in this movie, he does something that makes him feel even more like he's like, right, I win. 
why is everything not better now? Why am I not in a good place? Why yeah. am I not happy? And it drives him insane over the course of five years. It breaks years. him. It absolutely breaks him. And I know I've seen, we'll get to him properly in a minute, but like, I've seen people online saying that took me out of the film, his thing a little bit, like sort of the comedy element of it. And I'm like... I think it's only played for comedy when you In that first, initial scene. In that initial scene. After that, it has, it's actually the oh no, he is. I mean, he does funny things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Running past the glass in the back of the shop, sure. for example. <laughs> it's one of the funniest shots in the film. Um, and and his his attempt to sort of cover up his, his motivations and stuff in front of Frieger yeah. is very funny at first. And then it's just really sad. I'm like, oh, my boy. You just want to give him a hug for most of this movie. Be like, dude... I'm so sorry. But anyway. Um, but yes, everyone's dealing with some shit. Carol's just there like, look, fucking... <laughs> no offense, guys, but like, I've got to go be you on other planets, like, yeah. all the time. So, do you want me to help out or not? Oh, we figured out where Thanos is. Right, I'm going to fucking kill him. Um, and you, at that point, you're sort of like, all right, Carol. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Go and beat the shit out of the Mad Titan. All right. Um, so they realise that they have a sliver of a chance to set things right by either forcing Thanos to use the stones or finding a way to use the stones to bring everyone back. Yep. So off they go to the garden. Um, because a sign- energy signature suggests that the stones have been used again on a similar scale to what happened uh, on Earth several weeks prior to the events of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So they get there. And... Thanos has destroyed the stones. Of course he has. He's used them to destroy themselves. And it's fucked him up. Yeah, which, further nitpick, people again going, well, hang on, if the stones don't exist, then that balance isn't there in that universe anymore, which nope. is the whole point of the other timeline. It's like, no, he's already or, done it. or the, the, the imbalance is, all six stones have to exist in the same space. If one of them is taken out of it all, that's where it goes skew if, if it's yeah. left like that. It's all or These stones now don't exist at all. Yeah. So, the universe as is created continues just without the stones. Whereas in the other one, it's a case of, yeah, they need to get the stones back eventually because otherwise things can go all weird. Um, but, yeah, Thanos is fucked. And the, that imagery which is used throughout this movie of anybody who uses the stones and isn't ready for it. Because Thanos was obviously, the whole point of him in the first one was like, oh my god, you're powerful enough to wield these things and be fine. No, it's not even... But, no, then, but then the big yeah. thing is the one that sort of takes it out of him a you, little. You see, when you see him on uh, in the garden after the snap in, at the end of Infinity War, he is... His, his, he his, is injured still. The, the gauntlet's toasted. Yeah. He's injured. Well, he's mostly injured from the axe wound in yeah, his well, chest. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's, he's definitely a bit fried. This time, he is fucked. Because that whole side of his body is withered. And that is a great, really creepy visual that yeah. continues throughout the movie. The idea of like, yeah, you... These things are powerful and they will they will take everything out of you. I mean, the Guardians, we saw one of them nearly burn up everyone. Yeah. So... Yeah, like this, these these are not to be trifled with. So he's destroyed them. I love his reasoning. He says, "Like I did it, I did it because, like, my action is now permanent and can't be undone." Yeah. And the only re the only thing that they would invite if they were still around would be temptation. And he's he's sort of implying himself. Yeah. He's like, if I keep these around, I'm just gonna fucking sin and be. I'm going to use him again. Lecherous, murderous bastard yeah. and fulfill my own fantasies and that's not what my mission was. I've done my mission and I've got rid of him and now it can never be undone. And I love that because he is just broken when they get there. Like, yeah, the yeah. first thing after, Carol knocks him down, punches him out. Um, Hulk bursts through 
Hulk flood. in the Hulkbuster bursts through the floor and grabs his arm. War Machine holds his other. And while Carol's got him in a headlock, Thor comes in and fucking cuts his arm off. Yeah. Separating him from the gauntlet. Which is genius, because it's like, yeah, if you still have the stones, that's a great way to immediately get him off them. <laughs> like, surprise attack, cut your arm off. Boom. Too right. Um, but yeah, no, they're already gone. As Rocket finds out and he tells him what he's done with them. Nebula confirms that he wouldn't lie. And as he sort of, well, he gets that brilliant line where he's like, everything, everything can't, it, nothing can be undone. I've finished it. Like it cements what I did. I am inevitable. So he's just saying like, the moment I set my heart on doing this, it was going to happen done, yeah. and I've done it and it'll never be changed. Fuck you. Nebula says he can't lie. Thanos starts to be like, thank you, daughter. Like, maybe I should have shown you more. And then Thor lops his fucking head off. Yeah. And the whole cinema went, because <gasps> you're like, wait, we're 15 minutes in. <laughs> they take, I, they just killed Thanos. Again, going back to what I said in my review, this is, in as much as you, <laughs> in as much as you can say this about a multi-million dollar <laughs> tentpole movie from a huge studio, this actually, this movie does make some brave choices oh, good in Lord, the way it yeah. handles things and handles characters and things like that it's like it does not do what you're expecting it to do and the thing is after this point the movie doesn't necessarily need an antagonist because no the story is about like dealing with loss and figuring out how to how to live with that loss and then being given a glimmer of hope a glimmer of a reset button and do we take the chance but it's not and i mean we'll get to this later it's not a reset button either no not really oh. Not really. No, no. Oh, God, no. The things do not go back to how they were at the freaking start of... Um... Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, like, that's not how this works. But, you know, it, it, oh, God. I, I have so much respect for the balls on them for doing what they do. It's, it's the it's the when, the when the caption comes up and it's five, five. and it just hangs for that little yeah, extra moment and like, it goes, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Wait! Oh, fuck me! Five years later. Oh my god! So Jesus. Thor lobs the head off. Should you know? I went for the head, and here we are, in a world, in a world, in a world that is unchanged from the situation it was left in five years later. Yeah, half the half of everything, half of everyone is gone. Yeah, there's an implication Um, that certain institutions haven't returned yet to a point like professional football's fucking done. Yeah, there's no, no one's machine, playing. No one's playing because just you know, there's there's an overhanging vibe over the across the world that people are miserable as fuck. Well, you see, you see Steve at the um, running his uh, therapy group. Yeah, with uh, um, the survivors. Is it Anthony Russo or Joe Russo? It's one of the Russos. Well, yeah, playing his third character in the MCU. Why not? Why not? Uh, in a really sweet scene, just like a guy saying, "Look, yeah, I I lost my husband in the snap." And it's taken me this long. I've started dating. I've been on one date. And like, we both cried. We both cried. <laughs> but I'm seeing him again. And Steve's like, you know, this is awesome. great. Like, th- this is what we need to do as a people. Because otherwise, Thanos may as well just kill us all. Yeah. Like, we have to move on. Um, and Jim Starlin's in that scene. Yeah. Just fucking sat there like, everybody. Yeah. Hi, audience. He got an- I'm a big chunk of why you like the last movie because I came up with that big purple nutsack face bastard. He got an extra big special thanks in the credits as well. Did he? Yeah, he got a, the the producers would like to recognise the something like the producers would like to recognise the, the significant contribution. Yeah. To this work by Jim Starlin. Did did he get like a shorter one in the last one and they've got no fuck I'm or not something sure. like that? I'm not sure. You know, because it's you know it's regardless of how you feel about 
like his Thanos work and this that the other. Because let's face it, I think there are more uh, Thanos stories than there are incredible Thanos yeah. stories. But even uh, there are even more uh, Jim Starlin Thanos stories than there are good Jim Starlin Thanos stories. Jim's, but, done, a, Jim's done a boatload of um, Nick Fury as well, hasn't he? Uh, he's no, he's written Jim Steranko's ah, on him on on Nick Fury. Ah, there we go. But um, like at the same time, though, Thanos is an insanely compelling character. Whether his objective be to save the universe, to murder people, to woo death, like he, he's. He's been a damn compelling character, whether it's flying around a stupid helicopter. With his um, name on it. With his name on it. Um, <laughs> Thanos has been compelling as all hell. So, like, yay. Good cameo. Good work. Someone else is in that scene as well, I believe. I could Another writer or artist is tucked away in that scene, but I can't recall. This, is, is. this is a movie... F- this is more full of Easter eggs than the reduced style of Asda. Hey! Like, is... Which, which uh, annoyingly, doesn't have that many in it. And I'm really annoyed, because I love buying uh, Easter eggs on the reduction. I love after. buying Easter eggs. But I might get a few more tonight. Um, hey! Hello, meats! Uh, which I don't eat anymore. <laughs> at home. No. I no. eat corn now. No meats. Uh, it's really unsettling my stomach. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah, Farts. Fast. So therapy group. The world is not in a good place. The therapy world is group, not in a good which place. again is a nice call to Winter Soldier, like because that's how Cap meets Sam. Like he goes along to the like the PTSD sort of um, yeah the the veteran session. Veteran session. Yeah. Um, and it's like you get the sense maybe Cap's doing this because Sam isn't here to do stuff like this yeah, anymore. Because Sam would be doing that. Sam would totally be doing this, um, and, and and Bucky would have totally been there at those sessions because he's rehabilitated and. Oh my god, Steve! Everyone's gone, and then we get the, the we get Natasha, Black Widow uh, is coordinating. She's with... basically Nick Fury, yeah, to a very small fleet of agents around the world, comprising at this point of Rocket around the universe. Right, well, yeah, comprising of Rocket, Okoye, um, Captain Marvel, and War Machine. Yeah, um, Rocket's doing some stuff. Nebula's doing some stuff out and about. Um, I love the whole, like, there's been an earthquake, this, that, and the other. And she's like, right, are we good? how are we dealing with that? And Okoye's like, we deal with it by not dealing with it. Yeah, she, she's, basically saying, she's basically saying, like, calm your tits. Like, <laughs> we can't do everything. Some of this is not, like, there's not always an enemy that needs punching that. Like, we just can do what we can do. It's an, under, it's an underwater earthquake. What do you want us to do about it? Yeah, it's like, come on. Like, you don't like, need to do anything about it. Calm down. But it's because Nat um, feels, Nat feels kind of, not guilty, but... She's sort of. She has I, to do I, I something. She, she's got yeah. She's got a guilt. She's got a guilt that she's alive and so many others aren't. Yeah. Like survivor's, it, guilt. survivor's guilt is what she's carrying. That's what all of them have to a to a greater or lesser degree. But it's breaking her down, and the idea that her friend, because as War Machine says, like there's shitload of dead people in in was it by the border, wasn't it? It was cartel, and he's following. The oh trail, yeah, yeah. And they know that it's Clint. Clint's like, basically taking it on himself to murder to, all the bad people, to murder all that the bad survived. people that survived the snap. Um, Out which of is just fascinating. Grief, and like, so he's basically a, a, a sort of Punisher esque figure. Yeah, um, he's the Ronin. Yeah, he's the Ronin. He's the Ronin. Um, he's, uh, you know. Also, in this scene, we get to see uh, Carol's amazing new haircut. Yeah, like suit. So, Totally not even paying attention to the suit because that the hairdo is so good. Which is sort of a mix of Carol's hair in the comics and Marvel's hair in Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's the 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 short crop sort of spiked with a big old um, swishy fringe. Yeah, 
Love um, it, love it, love it, love it. It's great luck. Keep uh, it. Thanks. <laughs> Nat breaking down was one of the was sort of the first bit in this movie really that made me go, oh, I'm actually getting choked up now because it was like fuck. Like the one glimmer of hope in this world is that her friend survived, but for five years they've not been able to find him because he's been doing some horrific things. Ah, but just before this, we get the San Francisco cutaway. You're right. That is just before this. Uh, so. In, I hope you watched that man and the wasp. In you lock up or whatever it's called. You store it. You store it. There is uh, a lock up containing a bunch of obviously stuff that's just been found left behind. And specifically, specifically it's locker 616, which I thought was a nice little nod. It's very good. Um, uh, <laughs> it's ex- very good. The ex-con... Va- right. Twitter. The best meme on Twitter in relation to this film. Yeah. Is the one that says the true hero of Endgame and is just sharing pictures of a rat. Because by sheer happenstance, a rat crawls over a console in the front of that van, switches something on, and the quantum um, tunnel machine from Ant-Man and the Wasp in the back of that van sparks up and spits out Scott Lang, who has been away for five hours. Quantum time. Yeah. In real world, it's been five years. So, post credits of Ant-Man and the Wasp, he goes into the quantum realm because they're doing experiments on it for time and time travel and travel. You know, I said they're getting and shit. They're getting something so they can help treat ghost. That's it. Well, and they talk yeah. about like we need to get this right because otherwise you might end up in the fifth. They make a joke about like yeah, being spat out in the wrong year or something, and then be like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah. never mind. Come on, get in there. Just, just um, fine, fine. so planting that seed back in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and then, of course, Janet and Hank and Hope all got dusted in the snap. Scott comes back, um, carrying his stuff around. Like that was, Again, that was nice. It was a glimpse of how the world's coping. There are memorial yeah. sites for the missing. Like, a lot of the places where the worst happened had just been abandoned. Yeah. Like, they're just not... No, people aren't even bothering trying to rebuild. And he sees, he, he sees that he can't find Cassie's name, his daughter Cassie's name, on the murals. Yes. But he sees his own. We don't find out if he sees his, his ex-wife and her husband's names on there. I think at that moment it's more just the desperation of is Cassie okay and where is she? Is I think it? it's implied that they probably have gone because Cassie's on her own. Yeah, or seemingly is. And she's a teenager at that point. Yeah, because we're so. trying to work out her age. So like Ant-Man and the Wasp happens yeah. in, say, late 2017. Yeah. Which gives it, which means there's a few months between the end of that film and the post credit scene. Yeah. Um... Which would make sense, because like Hank and, and Janet have settled down on a beach somewhere, but will have come back to San Francisco after the after the heat's died down a bit. Yeah, to uh, to yeah. do these experiments. Yeah, but the bat Su- suggesting that the events of Infinity War happen in April twenty eighteen. Um, so Cassie, say if Cassie was eight, like a very young eight, but she's eight in I'm, I'm the Wasp. If she's that, maybe yeah. she's maybe eight or nine in the during the time of Infinity War when everyone gets dusted. This is five years later. So we're talking like 13-year-old at yeah. the earliest Cassie. Very tall 13, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Could be five and a bit years later. Like, they just say five years later. It doesn't mean exactly five years. Well, quite, quite. She could quite. be about to turn 14. But anyway, so it's like, oh my God, that scene is so short and beautiful. And this film does that a lot. It lets it relies on its actors to deliver a shitload of information, usually wordlessly. And they do the job magnificently. Yeah. Especially characters who only appear very briefly. And they can do the job because it's all been set up. One of my favourite performances on my second viewing was Ned's face. Oh, uh, yeah. In the closing yeah. five minutes. 
because it says because yeah, it boy. says everything when he's hugging Peter. It says everything, and he doesn't say a damn word. But the thing is, same with same, same with Angela, same with yeah. So he must have been dusted. As so well. he must have been all of Peter's supporting cast must have been dusted. Yeah, because they're all going to be in the same age, and they're all going to yeah. be in school in Far From Home, yeah. which will presumably be set in twenty twenty three. Yeah, same with um, Wedgie McHowler. Same with Angela Bassett. Toward yeah. the end as well. Not a damn word. She says everything on yeah. her face. Beautifully done. Um, and, and that happens here with, with the Mark Short moment with um, Cassie and Scott. Mm-hmm. So Scott rocks up at the Avengers facility and is like, look, mm-hmm. look, I, oh my God, I'm, I'm not only alive, so, I've only just found out what's happened. And yeah. also, guys, um, so time works differently in the quantum realm. I'm obsessed with the idea that maybe we could make time work differently. Yeah. Anyone want to help? Anybody? Well, Tony might be able to help. Except Tony's no. got a whole new bag to rely on now. Papa's got a brand new bag. Including a four-year-old daughter named after Pepper's crazy Uncle Morgan. Morgan! Morgan Stark. The cutest. Oh, she's so sweet. She's so cute. She's so sweet. It makes sense that Tony would shut himself away and focus on the things he wanted from life before Infinity War happened. Yeah, too, right. Um, I love that setup, And I also love the fact yeah. that he's happy, but in classic Tony style, it's eating away at him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That maybe he's doing the wrong thing by yeah. being complacent. And I love where they go with that. I love that he's like, I'm only going to do this on one condition. When we have the chance, we only bring back what we lost we don't get rid of what we've gained yeah and it's like we're not turning back time we're yeah. bringing everyone back so we're bringing everyone back and it's like fair enough like that's that's brilliant the way they do that that is absolutely brilliant and you totally get it and he you know she loves him 3000 he's got too much to lose <laughs> and she loves him 3000 oh my god it's just too much Chris it's that moment where he's just like just, 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 just for because t- that's the thing as well like you won't listen to Scott and Steve and Tasha like he obviously eats away at him a bit but he's like no 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 and then he sees the photo of him and Peter and because that's I suppose that's his most personal source of guilt yeah is that he got Peter killed like the yeah, kid no, died it, it's, because it's, of his involvement that is straight up where they go, where they go with it and um so that's the thing that yeah, makes him go, right, Friday, right. just just run in some ideas. Like, yeah, yeah, theoretically, try, try it this way, and this, that, and the other, blah, 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 see if time would work that way. And then on his first go, it's like, successful. And just that music cue, and the way he just goes like, that he just hits him, he's like, oh, fuck. It's like, I've yeah. got it, like, it's here. I the chance to change things I can is do right this. in front yeah. of me. And yeah. just that conversation with Pepper's wonderful, where he's like, I, I figured it out, and he's like, but I think I could just put it in a box and throw it into the ocean now, like, and, and she knows, like, are. no, you can't. Well, that's the thing. She's like, I, I want things to stay the same, but if we have a chance to make it right for everyone, yeah. you should take... And yeah, you're not going to... She says, like, you're not going to be able to rest. You cannot. Which you is then beautifully fucking bookmarked at the end. Um, yeah. Oh, but my we'll God. we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, my God. We'll get there. So, down, down, Tony joins them after some shenanigans that make Scott pee his pants, but he doesn't know if it was baby him or old yeah. him. Or just him, him. Yeah. Again... Great. What, what all these Marvel movies do is they have that humour to balance it. Because this is the darkest Marvel movie by far. Mm. But it, it's still smart enough to have levity in there. And, um... Well, I mean, for example, 
in lieu of Tony, they go after the next biggest brain they can think of. Yeah. And that provides some of the film's funniest moments. Because it's... It's Banner, who, after the events of Infinity War, realised that the Hulk's almost like reluctance to ever emerge again... Yeah. ...is down to the fact that he feels like he's trapped. Like, he was free for a couple of years. He was the champion of Sakaar. And beloved by thousands of people on a daily basis who worshipped the ground he walked on. He came back to help Asgard and then got his ass handed to him by yeah. Thanos. And it scared him. Like, it freaked him out. So, he didn't he didn't stay inside Banner and refuse to come out because he was like, no, I don't want to fight Thanos. He was like, no, I'm sick of being your go-to. Like, I'm not, this isn't me. Like, I want to be free. Yeah. You're using me. So Banner goes into his lab and spends 18 months tinkering around and decides, well, the Hulk isn't a disease. Maybe he's the cure. So now we finally have... Fucking 90s favourite. Professor Hulk. <laughs> Banner is Hulk. Banner is All Hulk. the time. All the time. And and there are stories you could tell with this going forward. You could tell stories of the Hulk re-emerging and being like, the fuck, dude? He has to eat a lot. Yes. He has oh, to eat an you, um, awful grab lot. That. She's got some old some paper there, sorry. Oh. He has to eat an awful lot, including sausages. Um, lots of sausages and scrambled egg. Um, so many sausages. All the sausages. Take uh, selfies with kids. Yeah, oh my god. And dabs. Is, is your embarrassing dad in the Hulk body? It's That's what he is. Right, and you sort of get the sense as well that he doesn't see the rest of the team very much, and that he's just been oh yeah, kind of enjoying a, 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 a happier... Life. I think it's implied that this is the first time they've seen him since he's gone Professor Hulk. Yeah. Or at least the first time they've sort of had a catch up with him. Yeah. Because he's he's just been. I mean, he has a catchphrase. Kids say the catchphrase. So I wouldn't be surprised if he just set up somewhere, like had barbecue all the time, did science in a shack, and like just had people over for parties. Like, and you kind of go, do you know what? Banner's, he does, he Banner's earned that. a rest. Yeah, yeah. He's like earned he's that. earned a rest. After all the shit he's been through. And also, like, he lost two years of his life. Yeah. So, like, he's going to come back and be like, I'm just going to I'm just gonna live. Let's see what we can do. So he joins him, and time travel goes a bit wibbly, and it takes Tony's return to really set things off. There's only one yeah. piece... Oh, God, the moment with the, with the frickin' taco ah. is hilarious. <laughs> Nebula and Rocket return from something, and... and like the the ship just was it the Benatar that ship yeah yeah just freaking blasts the contents of Scott's tank and Hulk just walking along with like 20 of them in a bag just sort of looks at him smiles just takes two out just to him, keeps walking you're like this is adorable but it's so chill in this it's great two more recruits are needed one is in Japan Natasha yeah. tracks down Clint and recruits him um and he is he is not in a good place. Nope. It's been five years since his family were dusted and he lost them. And he, like you say, is just killing all the bad people out in the world. Yeah. And it's pretty badass. That that single shot is so well done. Yeah. The fight between him and the, uh, the, the, the I'm assuming it's a triad boss? Uh, if it's Yakuza. Yakuza, yeah. Yakuza, yeah. Uh, that is amazing. So well done. And the way that Nat basically just like, we have a chance to put it right. Please stop. And he obviously is... He's, he's beyond, he he's beyond to, yeah. caring, but he's like, at least that for, whole... for her and for the chance to maybe bring his family back, he will, he will stop. Like he's going to come that... this, he's going to come this once. It's that Punisher thing. Like he's, 
he's uh, he's gone so he's come so far that it's difficult for him to go back now. Mm. and because um, he, he, he feels like again it's gone back to the um, uh, of something we were talking about before the podcast of uh, that idea of the, the these characters feeling like monsters at one point or another yeah and that's kind of what he's become at this point he's become a murderer hmm. he's Clint Barton the murderer of men yeah not Clint Barton, the he Avenger. Kills people, and he and he says, um, uh, "The rest of the I'm of, of a the, mind makes yeah. a moogie. I'm a mind makes <laughs> a moogie." He says, "I the rest of the world got Thanos. You get me." Yes, yes, that was cool. So it's like, yeah, this is the most badass Hawkeye's ever been. Yeah, um, and not just in terms of his Ronan stuff, but throughout the whole film, J- Jeremy Renner is given a gift in this movie of like. Dude, you've been so patient. Thank Things you so to much. actually do. You are going to be so freaking cool in this. And he is. He's great. And gets some of the best action beats as well. Yeah. Um, there's one more recruit. Let me take you on a little trip in a rocket ship. Da, 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 as we drive oh. to freaking Norway and to a small fishing village. Uh, new Asgard. New Asgard. Um, as, as you said before, like as uh, the site as previously seen in Captain America, the first Avenger. Yep. And uh, seems to be the same cliffside that Odin dies on. Seems to be. In Ragnarok. Um, where the remaining Asgardians... Because here's the thing. It's a quarter of the Asgardians. Yeah. Because that's something that the f- the first film doesn't really spend any time on, which is Thanos has already halved the population of many worlds through slaughter. Yeah. Those halves are also getting halved in the snap. So a lot of populations are about to be whittled down to a quarter of what they were, yep. including Asgard. The life raft got away, sparing roughly half of the Asgardians yep. um, much. at the start of Infinity War, which means we finally get to catch up with Valkyrie. Yep. Um, the remaining Asgardians are in this fishing village, eking out a life for themselves. It's Asgardians, there's a few like trolls and stuff. You can see people from the Nine Realms they are just sort of there, yeah. all in fishing gear, all living a quiet life. Their king, the king of Asgard, Thor Odin's son, is back with them and has been for several years, but is only ever seen when he pops out for supplies. Specifically, <laughs> alcohol, chicken lots dippers and peanuts. and lots um, of alcohol. Yeah, Thor is fucked. Yeah. The guilt of everything has driven him insane. The guilt, the loss of his friends, his family... Um, and the fact that he blames him, the fact that he blames himself completely. It's not that he's doing he doesn't, insane, put the, he doesn't put the blame on anyone else. He's in such a deep depression and a state of denial. He's just mm. let himself go completely. Mm. He's well, just, all he does is drink. All he does is drink. He's just eat. piling on weight because all he does is drink all day, every day, from morning to the time he eventually falls asleep. Yeah. Between helping Korg argue with teenagers on Fortnite. Which I think is genius because like it's twenty twenty three. Are people still playing Fortnite? Well, I suppose if yes. half the game developers in the world aren't fucking making yes. stuff anymore, yes. yeah. They but are. also Fortnite had a tie in with this movie in the last one, so yeah. it's an appropriate bit of cross merchandise, uh, which is quite nice. Audi and Fortnite both get a very subtle shout out in this movie, <laughs> considering they're big tie ins to the film. Um, Korg and Meek, just <laughs> Korg dressed as Taika Waititi. Yep. And Meek just sat next to a box of pizza that's bigger than him, just chowing down on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> who cut? Who cut off Fantasy's head? Uh, Stormbreaker. And who? Who's holding Stormbreaker? Uh, you. 
That's right. We uh, we don't say that name around here. Um, what's really nice is that scene alone, like Rocket's an addition, but obviously Rocket and Hulk are the only two people in the main cast who sort of are really connected to Thor now yeah. compared to others because of the previous two movies with Thor in. Um, that felt like a mini kind of, it was almost like a weird little, and here's what happens after Ragnarok kind of yes. scene with the addition of Rocket. Um, Thor is gone and he is not in a good place at all, but they yeah. managed to, they obviously, they obviously managed to lure him, his curiosity enough. And also the promise of beer on the ship helps too. Oh, um, yeah. what kind of beer though? We'll yeah, find, we'll find out. Um, li- the liquid kind? Bud Light. <laughs> Oh no, this is not a which, Transformers which, movie. Which, which beer is a tie-in with this movie? No beers. Thor, Thor movie? What do you mean movie? Uh, he's sort of reached Thor. the level of drunk where he's able to perceive things beyond the, <laughs> the human eye. He can look oh my god, I love the bit later on where he plays an eye drop to his um, his normal eye. Yeah. Did you notice? So yeah. like, oh, there it is. It's like not even his prosthetic one. It's like, did you miss it? Did yeah. You miss, did you get the wrong eye, Thor? <laughs> but just the idea that of course he'd have to water it I suppose like he's he's got a fucking robotic eye in there it needs to be moistened oh, oh. Will, so, you, uh, will you be so kind as to moisten my eye so we have a team planning a time heist a and, time uh, heist which um, Scott's very excited about yeah uh, however the rules are not back to the future motherfuckers yeah they take great pains to explain like we don't have to worry about causing any paradoxes that's not how time travel works like it, it's like when you go to the past, your present is now your past, and the past that you are mm-hmm. in is now your future. And so basically, they're going off the rules of what happens is you create an alternate timeline to a point. Yeah, like time exists differently unless you put things back where they belong, which is basically how time travel works in the mainstream Marvel universe mm. in the six one six. Unless they need it not to for the story, because the only, yeah, because that's the thing. The only thing that isn't put back in place uh, in terms of characters and this that, and the other by the end of this is the Tesseract in twenty twelve goes missing because Loki disappears with it. No, but that would have been put back in place. No, because Steve puts it back in the seventies where they collect it. So that roughly still would have happened that way. But I think, or, or there's a branching timeline now yeah. where Loki escapes, which will probably be explored in a Disney Plus series. But the point is, um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, again, I love the fact they got Hiddleston back to basically do nothing really. No, <laughs> sit on a bed and throw a thing. So in the air. many people come back for this for little things, for just little bits. Gorilla is back. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Redford. Redford out of retirement for a few lines. Um, but we get ahead, so they, they, they get the team, and they. I love the fact they're brainstorming where they can, they've got limited jumps. The pin particles are, are what they need, yeah. And the limited jumps mean that they need to either have, either have lots of little teams, yeah, or bigger teams dealing with thingies. So, my only gripe with this whole movie, uh oh, my only gripe is here it comes. They didn't have a plan for Vormir because they didn't know what was on Vormir. True, but Gamora knew, uh, Nebula knew that Thanos went with Gamora and returned without Gamora. Yeah, but she didn't know what happened there. True, but But. you think they'd maybe do a bit more of it right. We need to figure out what's waiting there. Like, oh, do we need to send a bigger team? Yeah, but no one knows. That's the the, the thing. Yeah. No one knows what's on on Vormir. 
unless you've been there and no one they know has been there. I can't wait to see the inevitable um, comic book tie-in showing Steve returning all the stones. Cause oh, and meeting Red That's going to be a big fucking wake-up for Steve. Like, yeah. um, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, what oh, is hey, this? Hey, Hans, do you recognise me? Hans? Johan. <laughs> do you recognise me, Johans? Johans, booby! To which I'd love, because of, of course he would just go... Through his uh, NC, uh, his NPC spiel, yeah, he probably wouldn't even like recognize Steve. He'd be like, Steve, Steve uh, Stephen, son of, son uh, of, what's he called? Whatever your fucking daddy's called. No, 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 because it's. But he usually says the father, though. No, he says the father of the of the women and the mother of the men. Oh, yes, yeah, because he says Clint's uh, daughter, uh, son daughter of, of Edith. Edith. Yeah, yeah. Edith. Uh, Natasha, daughter of Ivan, which she oh, because he refers know. to Gamora as daughter of Thanos, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Oh, the Natasha thing's brilliant because it calls back to a deleted scene from I think it's Age of Ultron. Uh, that would make sense if it's about Widow's backstory. Well, she yeah. talks about she doesn't even know her family, like her, her, her birth family, um, which is nice because like, what well, you, you think he knows everything because he knows your father's name? She's like, I didn't. Yeah, like, that is oh so good. It's good. Um, it's good. So, but anyway, they, they split up, and I love the fact they figure out, like, if we time this right, three of the stones are in New York at the same time. Yeah, there is that wonderful, like, it's great because it, it feels <laughs> like the Russo brothers sat down and thought, uh, well, and the, uh, Christopher Marcus and... Uh, McFeely. McFeely. Stephen, Stephen McFeely? The, I can't remember. Marcus and McFeely. Marcus and McFeely. Um, they sat down and went, right, okay, so if I was, what have you got there? Then Minnie's crunching on something. Pick her up. Come here. Sorry, guys. The dog's been all shit. Um, but yeah, they basically sat down and went, right, what are the fans looking for from this? And what are they going to think? Like, what are they looking for? And what are they going to work out that we might miss if we're not careful? And sure enough, they give you pretty much everything you want. And if you have a question about the plot, the film's probably already answered it. Yep. It's it's very, very tight. Which has to be. Like, this is the culmination of, as we keep saying, 11 years, 20, 20 odd films. <laughs> it has to be t- It has to be that tight. Uh, I mean, where to begin with that one alone? Uh, I mean, here's one thing I'm a little confused about. Okay. It's like, Thanos, uh, uh, they found one of the stones, it's on Morag. It's like, Thanos had possession of one of them already. He had the mind stone, uh, the soul stone. Yeah. No, the soul stone, the, the mind, mind stone. stone. But did well, he know? He... Did he know? Because like, the, there is that whole thing of like the reveal of that being a stone in Age of Ultron. Yeah, I don't think he did know. But I, I mean, it, it sort of seems like he gave it to Loki. Or maybe Loki already had it? Like maybe Loki maybe Loki brought the scepter into play. And he I'm was fairly like, sure yeah, he I'm... gave it to Loki. So he, he was like, right, I'm going to give this Asgardian this stone to get this stone. I think so. And you can imagine Loki being the sort to convince them. Be like, yeah, give me a stone, motherfucker. <laughs> give me give me the stone you've got and I'll go get it. Or oh or oh. Loki got the mind stone for Thanos and then was one going Maybe. off because we, we don't know what Loki's specific history with Thanos is, other than he's working with him at that point in the Avengers also, and is going to get the, the space stone. We also don't know what happened yeah, we don't know what happened with Loki in between Thor, Thor and Avengers. And Avengers yeah. So so um, I'm I'm game I'm game for that. So basically, they're like, right. So the the mind stone is in Loki's scepter. The tesseract is the space stone. Yeah. So if we get there at the end of the Battle of New York. We can get hold of those two things, and one of us can go to the Sanctum Sanctorum in Greenwich, and get the the time stone of Strange. 
because of course they don't know that Doctor Strange isn't the Sorcerer Supreme yet. About five years too early. Yep. Doctor Strange is performing surgery as we speak five yeah, like five blocks that way, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. The Sanctum Sanctorum is under protection during the Battle of New York. By the Ancient By One. By the Ancient One! Which is freaking great! Tilda Swinton, ladies and gentlemen, take a shot for Tilda Swinton. Oh, I'll take um, a shot for Tilda Swinton any day of the week. And I love the fact she's just like, Bruce arrives, of course, and is like, right, yep. I'm sorry, I, I didn't, I, I'm not asking, I need that stone. She's like, boom, party yep. of chest shit. Out comes People only have a vague knowledge of that movie, definitely remember this from the trailers. Yep. Right. Okay. Smartly done. Let's talk. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, and I love the conclusion she comes to. She's like, look, if these stones, if these stones are taken out of balance, the universe, our universe, our world, our time, which is different from yours, and thanks to you could now be affected. Yeah. We'll be fucked up. Like, we will tangentially go off and, and everything will be screwed. Everything will fall to pieces. But she's like, I'll return him. She's like, I can't risk it. He's like, right, well then why did Strange give the stone away in the first place? And she's like, what? What? So yeah, Strange gave away the Time Stone. Like, why would he do that if it's so precious? And she sort of has that moment of, right... Because she's, she's aware of the events of the coming years. She knows that Strange is well, going she to can't... be important and that he is meant to be the best of them. Yeah, she can't see anything that happens after her death. Yeah. But she knows that she's doing those things. She has to make those choices for a reason. Yeah. So she's like, Strange would only do that if it was for the greater good. Yeah. So she relents. She she she, she relents the stone. She she gives it yeah. to Bruce. So we've got the time stone. The time stone. I like also the fact that there isn't really a big fight. There's not like a big hero misunderstanding fight. He's like she just restrains him, and then she's like, All right, <laughs> and then stop. places the Hulk seemingly at some point between scenes up against the wall with a a, a straw hat over his head, like yeah. he's sleeping. <laughs> it's very good. It's very very good. Because by this good. point, the Avengers have defeated. The uh, the Chitari army, yeah. Well, got... and, the, and the warhead stuff has happened already. They're also sort of posing as themselves, so you could so you get. Oh, but that, that, that well, the pose shot. I'll have that drink now, right? Can't can't you stand around here all day posing up a storm. Yeah. Let's go. It's great. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, that's okay. It, so it, it is. It, it's great. Cause it references <laughs> Back to the Future in like, oh, you know, Back to the Future was all bullshit. But then it they does do a Back, Back to the, the Future too, and have them loop into their own. <laughs> it's really good. So good. So um, and really fucking ingenious. So you get like, so, so, we, so let's go let's go Tony. Let's go Tony and, and Scott first. Well, you so get that Tony one, and Scott. Before that, you get that wonderful moment where Hulk goes off and like maybe you should you know smash some stuff just to keep up appearances. Yeah, just, like, so, just so, so no one questions why they seem to. Bruce just like lackadaisically half half because that's what's really nice. Like they sort of you see in that scene. Like, yeah, these Hulks look different. Oh, yeah. Because one's the Hulk. And, and one's, one's Bruce. Bruce. But it's like, it's that whole thing from going, uh, uh, Hulk uh, smash. Just sort of like half-heartedly shoves a, yeah. a motorbike down the street. Wow. It's brilliant. Um, so I, I love that. But yeah, so, so Tony and, and Scott go to get the Tesseract. Yeah. Uh, we get to see why Loki's gagged. Because yeah. he's already mocking Captain America, setting up the freaking recurring joke. Uh, it's making it a recurring joke. That, so in Thor The Dark World, it, it was a thing that he was we doing. Also, we also get Scott Lang's comic relief uh, again with America's ass. <gasps> it's like, the cap, the, uh, the uniform is nothing for your ass. It's like, Tony, like, what were you, why are you even looking? Like, <laughs> don't listen to him, Cap. As far as I'm concerned, that's, that's America's, America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, Scott, even, even like after the, everything The whole, the whole seen, Ant-Man shit is still going on of like, thank you, um, 
I will, Captain America. Like, he's still doing After it. After everything he's seen, he still idolises Cap. Because of course he does, because it's, it's for Captain Cap. America. Like, it's... So funny. Yeah. But you get to see, like, the aftermath, and of course the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that come to collect the Scepter. Which and you're is, like, oh, yeah. shit, it's... It's Rumlo. the strike team, it's Rumlo. Led it's, by Agent uh, Sitwell. Sitwell. It's like, this makes sense. And we know Sitwell's involved, because Sitwell um, is in it, item 47, like, yeah. he's part of the clear-up. But of course, these guys are on the side of Hydra. Well, in, in the we MCU, he's in... the most prominent S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that isn't Coulson. Coulson, yeah. But we know that these guys are on the side of Hydra because the events of Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, so the Russos chuck in a massive love letter. I mean, well, first off, they give a love letter to Joss Whedon in the bit where Iron Man then dives out the window to intercept the bottom floor. And yeah. it's a recreation of the shot in Avengers where he's plummeting out of the tower. It's very good. And it's like, nicely done. Uh, also, he's in the same sort of style armor as Infinity War, although it's a little more tech heavy, less like yeah, m- less yeah, morphy, yeah. and the coloring is the classic Iron Man coloring. Yes. So the full yellow sleeves with the little red gloves, the small red booties, the freaking yellow legs, little underpants. Like, well done, guys. Yeah, you've done it. Like you've, ch- you've chucked in the complete classic look because it is such a round, mus- muscular kind of shape yeah it's like fuck it we're gonna do it it's the last film <laughs> it's the last film for this character to show off his suits let's do it um but then they they homage their own movie because cap disguised as cap from the from 2012 goes into the elevator and it's like oh my god are we about are we about to win the soldier up in this bitch are we about to win the soldier it's up in this so... bitch it's like no but no they go no do you know what we're gonna make you all remember that awesome moment we're going to make you feel a little summon. We're going to indulge in the fact that you know that Cap knows what they know that they think he doesn't know about yep. them. And then we're going to fucking secret empire your asses. <laughs> Which I still haven't read. I, But I love that. I love the fact that they turned a thing that annoyed a lot of the fandom in the comic books initially. Yeah. And they turned it into a gag in this film. It's great. That works beautifully when he just leaves. Like, I'm going to be taking the scepter. And it's like, no, you have to talk to... Uh, I have to talk to the secretary and all this, and they're like, I, I don't think it'll be necessary. He's like, no, no I, I, don't worry. We believe that people are trying to understand, intercept the delivery. So I'm going to have to call a thing, and he goes, no, don't, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. Hail, Hail Hydra. Hydra. And Sitwell's just got a look on his face like, uh... oh, 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 okay. I didn't know we had. And Rumlow's face is great, because he's sort of overhearing it, and his face is like, Mm-hmm. Wait, he's in the club? Mm-hmm. Oh, fine. Like, it's almost, almost looks like he's like, oh, oh we're all right, then. fine, then. I guess it's okay, Mr. Fucking Big Shot up in the Hydra Club. <laughs> and then as he leaves the lift, uh, it's just that club. smug... Oh my god, and it's important for me to tell you. that It's that smug grin on his face as he's walking away from yeah. him. But he's like, did it. I love the fact that Cap uses things he learned in Winter Soldier to his advantage in this. Because oh, yeah. then we get some sweet Cap-on-Cap action. <laughs> where Captain America of 2012, <laughs> in his mask to keep it distinguishable, to keep them distinguishable... Fights twenty eighty uh twenty twenty three cap. Not only is it awesome, it's also funny. <laughs> it's great because I get that completely evenly matched because of course they are. Well, the first thing they one, do one is... of them one of them's Captain America and one of them's more experienced Captain America who probably doesn't want to hurt younger Captain America. Yeah. and they're beating the shit out of each other and it's great. Well, well, the first thing they do is throw each throw their shields at each other and they bounce off each other in midair and ricochet around the the, uh, the like, atrium. All right, that's cool. Um, so that's cool as sin. And then just the fact that he's like, the, the photo of Peggy falls out of Steve's thing, oh. and younger Steve's like, 
where did you get that? Why did you say that name? <laughs> um, <laughs> Margaret. Save Margaret. Save <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> and then he's tussling with him and he goes, Bucky's alive. Oh, yeah. And past, that's, that's past Steve goes him. like, wait, what? Giving future Steve a chance to nut him with his elbow, grab Loki's scepter and fucking use an Avengers callback. He basically just sort of like, mind controls him and he falls asleep. Yeah. He's like, <sighs> then takes one look down and goes, that is America's ass. <laughs> that is America's ass. <laughs> but also before that, you get the, uh, I could do this out. all day. It's like, yeah, I, I know. know. <laughs> Which is fucking great. It's like getting his own catchphrase thrown back in. He's just like, oh God, I was such a dick. <laughs> it's like, shut up, such shut a up dick me. Shut up me. Um, so everything's going well until Hulk has to use the stairs. Um, uh, Scott gives past Hulk Tony hate a momentary so many stairs he gives past Tony a momentary heart lapse um, which distracts Tony and the shield agents and Alexander Pierce Ant-Man does that and uh, and uh, crawling into his arc reactor yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going inside you which they don't follow up on because they know that line alone like, no, that line alone and Thor freaking was it like defibrillates him not knowing if it'll work <laughs> yeah he's he got the hammer and it just goes it's fine it work it's like, oh God, that, was, that was crazy. He's like, I oh know. I didn't know if it would work. <laughs> but in the confusion, Loki fucking gets the Tesseract yep, and, and portals his ass out of there. Really good. And it's like, oh! He just had the moment where it, the, 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 so Hulk has to take the stairs because he can't fit in the elevator. He's pissed <laughs> off about it. And you just keep getting these shots of like Hulk tramping down the stairs and starts out to be like, Oh, so many stairs! I'd like to find out as well if that Hulk voice was a merge of Lou Ferrigno and Mark Ruffalo, like he was, yeah, maybe. like he was in the first two Avengers movies. That's interesting. I'd be interested to find it because he definitely sounds like that Hulk. Yeah. Um, and the way they got those lines for the first two Avengers was they had Ruffalo and Ferrigno, uh, Lou Ferrigno, record the lines yeah, and they mixed them together. Um, um, and over time, Hulk's become a bit more like. Banner or has had possession of the body longer, so Ruffalo has yeah. been the only voice. That's interesting. Um, but I'd be I'd be interested to find out. Um, so that's that's pretty sweet. So they fucked up and they have to take another chance. Meanwhile, on Morag, um, oh good lord, what are you doing? Anyway, doing? Anyway, doing? Let go. Um, hang on, there's one other stone I'm missing out. No, hang on, let's let's go to let's go to Morag first. Yeah. So uh, War Machine and Nebula are in charge of getting hold of the Power Stone. Yeah. They've got to wait for uh, Star-Lord to show up and reveal where it is by following him. Yeah. That was my favourite callback joke in the film. Because we get, all, we get almost... Cre- minute. We get a creditless, like, minute-long chunk of the opening credit scene of Guardians. Yeah. Before we cut to Nebula and War Machine watching it. <laughs> and, of course, without the diegetic music, it's just Quill dancing on his own to a sound in his head. Sort of, like... Whisper singing this <laughs> this song. It's so funny. I love the way the course corrected by War Machine just punching someone, yeah. knocking him out. Because by this point they're like, it's over there. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and, just... and, then the, and then the fact that that entire scene is meant to be a Raiders of the Lost Ark thing anyway. Yeah. And War Machine straight up is just like, whoa, 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 this is the part where like spikes come out of the floor covered in skeletons. <laughs> no, like, nobody's like nah nah fam nah. Nah. <laughs> but without they should have looked in Star-Lord's bag properly though instead of just using his door picking thing yeah they should have looked in his bag properly because uh, they would have found that bit of tech that sucks the uh, the Power Stone's orb out of out of the shield Ooh. but luckily we've got Nebula's cybernetic arm and she plows it through yeah she does a Terminator 2 on it and strips it down to the uh, to the metal 
So off they zap, <coughs> after bonding a bit, and it's like, wow, Nebula's really getting on with the Iron Lads in this film. Yeah. Then off they zap, or nearly do, because Nebula starts glitching, because suddenly she's sharing the same, like, subwave network with the Nebula that exists subwave in network. Is that the name they give it, or have you just made that up? I've just made that up to try and describe I like it. it. Wi-Fi subwave sounds network. less dramatic. So we suddenly, we suddenly cut to 2014 present-day Nebula, who, with Gamora... Is obliterating people on behalf of her father, and then is brought in to meet with Thanos. Still getting chumped and saved by Gamora, though. And that, well, and that was cool when the Gamora reveal happens. The whole cinema, you felt them sort of go like, "Yeah, it, oh, oh, oh no, oh shit, this is earlier Gamora, Gamora, who definitely is doing some noble shit, slyly trying yeah. to undercut her father. Yeah, but is still a murderer and mercenary. We basically go to the scene of them about to be sent to Ronan, Ronan's fleet. Yeah. to help retrieve the power stone because yeah. in the plot and they mentioned Ronan as well yeah like and he, he'll go ahead with it or he'll die because um, in the plot you know like at this point they, they would join Ronan and Korath and his lot have gone down to to deal with the, the power stone yes. and retrieve it well they're um, on their way to do that yeah and I'm assuming in this new timeline they then rock up and they're like wait what <laughs> although, yep. although the stone would be returned so I guess Quill would wake up and go oh well, what the fuck happened never mind da, 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 go down, 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 down. Um, so there's that but um, yeah Thanos arrives in quite possibly the most chilling entrance in the movie because yeah. you're like oh my god Thanos is back in play but it's a younger Thanos who has no idea what's going on until of course Nebula's yeah. stuff starts to sync up I loved that. I thought that was proper creepy. <clears throat> and at this point, the movie almost didn't need an antagonist. But as soon as that happened, it was like, oh my god, I know where Act 3's going. Oh I know yeah. Where Act 3's going. Younger Thanos is going to try and intercept this happening. Um, so there's that. We come to uh, Asgard. Rocket. He's probably been. He's probably chosen to go with Thor because he's like, I can, I can speak with him. I can talk to him. Don't worry. Like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Because this, like, he's Thor likes him. They, they, they have, they have, they have a brief history. I love the fact that in Asgard, when Rocket's being chased, the the uh, the royal guards are going, catch that rabbit. And it's yeah. like, oh my god, it's an Asgardian thing. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> that's what all rabbits look like. They don't know what raccoons are. They call them rabbits. Brilliant. So they arrive. On the night after Jane has been sort of medically seen to and is about to settle in and, yeah. and get some rest after having absorbed the ether, so Rocket just, is going to extract before, the ether from Jane just before the Dark Elves descend on Asgard and, fuck, and shit fuck shit right up. Thor sees his mother heading to her royal chamber and starts having a panic attack. Yep, and can't handle it. Gets slapped in the face by Rocket, who basically pep talks and is like, "You need to fucking book like." I'm sorry, you can't change what's going to happen to her. It's going to happen. Yep. That's how it is. It's, you can't do it, mate. You can't stick around here and fight a bunch of dark elves and save your mum. Not going to work. But my friends, the only family I've ever had, and a bunch of your friends and family like that you've met over the years, we now have a chance to bring them back. Yeah, so, we can do this. Fucking stick with me, you bastard. Stay with me. I need you to put the charm offensive on and distract Jane while I stick this in her ass and suck out the ear. I, I need you in your unkempt Big, Big Lebowski, Lebowski cosplay <laughs> yeah. fucking um, beer-swilling... Like, the, the the extent of his disguise is he's got a bit of a robe over the outside of just his yeah. body. He's, like, he's wearing a hoodie. He's still pants. wearing a fucking hoodie. Like, it's just... 
Yeah, you need to put the charm offensive on Jane. Like, you are not going to win Jane over it. This is not your best look, my man. As long as you can distract her, like, I'm going to get the shit out of the system and we'll move yeah. on. And Thor flees. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Like, and it's like, people still, I think people still think that they're playing it for laughs at this point, but they're absolutely not. Oh no, like, this is Thor's, down. Yeah, yeah, Thor is broken. He's, he's in a deep depression. He is completely lost. And, and he just can't face up even to the most basic of skills because he's he's not got he's not who he was. He's everything that he has worked towards, everything that he's valued has gone. And it's gone because he failed. Yeah, the badass who rocked up to Wakanda and cried, Bring me Thanos Yeah. Is long gone. He's gone. Like that was him remounting himself. That was him and again this film deals with it. That was him being who he's expected to be. Yes. And then he fails miserably and carries the sole responsibility on his shoulders. It is, this is his fault. Yeah. He's he's snapped. Like, this Thor is the Thor we started to see in Ragnarok as his life as he knew it started to fall apart a bit. Yeah. Gone, cranked up to 100. Like, this is that. that's where he is now. He's not in a good place. We get a glimpse of this Thor in Infinity War when he's talking to Rocket about what he's going to do. Yeah. Like, he is not the calm, collected... Um, stoic as guardian warrior god of legend in that scene he's a broken man who's like you know w- trying to justify to himself that no i am i am the king of asgard and, yeah, yeah and i will and you know it, it's a, it's one of the best scenes in infinity war like where it's just him talking to rocket and you can see that he's not in a good place anymore and then he puts on that front and he saves the day and then he doesn't no and he he plummets back to that place Completely over five it. years into a pool of beer and he's not great. He is absolutely at rock bottom. What and he I... needs is he needs the right person, the person who he's loved more than anyone else in his life to tell him what to do. Yeah. And that happens here sort of accidentally to him, but it takes Frigga going, you're not the son I know, yeah. but you are my son. Tell me what's happened. And, like, and you can't, you can't fool me. I know what's going on. I grew up. I grew up. I, grew, with I was witches. raised by witches, boy. Like I am a I, witch. I see like, beyond what the eyes see. It's like, oh my god, this is great. And this, yeah. and this scene, and this sequence alone will probably have turned several thousand people back to their Dark World Blu-rays this past I week. I know, right? Which um, is because it makes you realize, oh yeah, the thing that really does work in that film is the stuff with his mum. And, and the loss of family and, and what that does. Like, he loses his mum and presumably Loki in that movie. And it, you know, it's tough on him. Yeah. And then he loses his father and the sister he never knew he had in the next one. And then mm. he loses half his people. And then he loses his best friend. And then he loses his brother again. It's just the start of um, trauma after <coughs> trauma after trauma for Thor. And I love how she just says to him, like, I'm proud of who you are. And what you need to be is who you are not what yeah. everyone wants you to be um, it's that expectation versus like like what the people's expectations of you versus your own sense of who you are yeah and then after that, that it, it, Frigga is the person he needs to see to set him back on the right track yeah and it's not an immediate transformation but you see that hope return to him and he he, he wants to tell her what's about to happen to help prevent it she's like don't you dare no. Don't you say anything. And he accepts that. And Rocket's like, yep, I've stabbed your girlfriend. Whatever uh, I need to stab her and got the ether out of her. We need to go. And Thor's like, right, wait! Just before they zap away. 
and he holds out his hand. Rock is like, "What are you doing?" Free goes, takes a minute. Sometimes it yeah. takes a minute, and then fucking Mjolnir from that timeline. Yeah, boy. Up. And that look at because at first I was like, "Oh, he's just getting an extra weapon or whatever." Or he's doing it for a gag, but it's when his reaction happens and he goes. I'm still worthy. I'm You're still like, worthy. oh my god, this is wonderful because you realise that hammer really was a fucking big part of him and yeah. his identity and how he felt about himself. It you know, wasn't just a cool weapon. It did pull it. Oh my god, the hammer pulled you off. Like it. It means that Stormbreaker is badass as fuck. But Mjolnir, no Mjolnir, Mjolnir reminds him of who he is and who he, you know, who he can be, not yeah. who he's expected to be. Yeah. And it's so symbolic. And I love the fact they bring it into play for more reason than one. Final stone (laughs) is Voromir. And Hawkeye and Black Widow, after a really fun fucking moment of them traveling at light speed through portals and shit, and a ship going, we're a long way from Budapest. And you see those best friends once again, just on a mission together. But this time, not for anything sinister, not for anything like covert, for the right reasons. They're finally... Where they always wanted to be. Yeah. Best friends. Absolute besties with a spiritual, soulful connection that, oh shit, one of them's going to die, aren't they? So, sorry, the dog just spotted the cat. Quiet, man. A soul for a soul. <laughs> so they rock up and Johann Schmidt goes into his N- his NPC sequence. Welcome to Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, please meme that immediately. <laughs> um, so... They get there and they realise very quickly what it means. Yeah. And they both come to the conclusion of we can't put things right unless one of us dies. And one they... of us has to die to get the stone to have a chance of putting things right. And they both know who they have to sacrifice. Yeah. Except the other is thinking differently. And what begins is quite possibly a really difficult sequence to watch actually because yeah. you're like oh my god one of them is about to die yeah and one neither is going to let the other take that burden yeah. like they they both want to they both want Each to act, commit an act of self sacrifice so that the other can live and 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 be on this clint sort of makes peace to himself that i've i'm very different from the man i was when i lost my family yeah it turned me into something I don't want to I, be. Yeah, I don't know if I can go back. Yeah, so I'm going to sacrifice myself. Please tell my family I loved them. Like, Nat, you can set things right. And Nat's like, yes. I'm sorry, I existed for this. I had nothing until I had this family. Like, the Avengers is the first time I've ever felt like a person. Yeah. Which is... And it was yeah, all for this. I've, I've is... spent the last five years... Carrying the burden and the guilt of being here when everyone else isn't. And now I have the chance to bring them back. Let me do this. Let yeah. me do this for my family and for the trillions upon zillions of people that were, were lost. And you're like, as a, an, a, a, an analytical brain watching a movie, knowing these characters and the popularity of them, I think we're about to lose Hawkeye, guys. Yeah. And that's how Minnie felt about it. That is, that was, that was exactly the sound that half the audience made in my screening. And then the um, film goes, nope, fuck you guys. Um, Hawkeye launches himself off the cliff after a tussle and then gets grappled by one of Nat's um, sort of wrist things. Which, well, it's, which it's is a, then... It's a whole struggle. It's like they're, yeah. they're both fighting each other to be the one who sacrifices themselves. Yeah, whilst Red Skull's probably in the corner going, 
Yeah, guys, the fuck? <laughs> just throw, like, who, you love Cheese Whiz, right? Yeah, just throw, cheese throws the Cheese Whiz off the clip. Does not bring any <laughs> Cheese Whiz? Throw it at all! <laughs> it's in his blood. Just like Hulk uh, was eating the Hulk, Hulk burning fudge earlier uh, on during the brainstorm. Yes. When I spotted that, I was so happy. I was like, he's eating his Ben and Jerry's flavour and it's green with little purple bits of fruit in it. That's amazing. I love it so much. And also, it's like a four pint. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a family pack, mother truckers. Um, so there is that. Um, yeah, Widow, basically she uses her grapple yeah. and straps it to Clint's belt so he can't yeah he can't let go so he's stuck on the thing and she and widow goes and like gamora before her that rhymed She's black widow is dead dashed on the rocks below black widow is deceased and natasha romanoff is gone and they make a very big point of that when like, they get back she the, ain't coming back ain't coming back and, and it, uh, you know bruce tries and but no like to get access to the stone a soul must be exchanged for the soul stone and now, twice in two movies, we've seen that happen. And it turns out, guys, it's fucking permanent. Yeah. It's not a, oh, you bring the soul stone back, you can have that person back. No, it's not an exchange. Well, I mean, it's permanent until they decide it doesn't have to be permanent anymore. In terms of storytelling. Well, yeah. But in the context of this movie, we're done. And and everybody gets back with every possible stone, except now nah, it's the only one who doesn't return. There's also a detour to get older, the Tesseract. Um... And I love yeah. this. I love, 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 love this so much. Because this was when I started to clock on to, oh God, at least one of these two are about to finish their story arc in this film. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're giving them what they need. Closure! So to get more pin particles and the Tesseract, they go back to New Jersey in 1970-something. Which I thought was hilarious because Tony doesn't, like, out loud say what year it is. No. And in retrospect, it's because he didn't want to reveal how old he is. <laughs> which I think yep. is quite funny. <laughs> to, to, to Ant-Man, at least. He didn't want to say it. Um, but they go, to, they go to the New Jersey military base where Cap trained... Where he was prepped for the super soldier serum. What they now proclaim as the birthplace of Captain America. And where later on, uh, he and, and, and Widow, in the timeline later on, will find the remains of Arnim Zola and discover the conspiracy around Hydra. But um, they get there and Steve <laughs> Steve uh, tricks and steals from a wonderfully de-aged Michael Douglas yeah. as a young Hank Pym. Complete with old school fucking Ant-Man helmet on the yeah. desk, which I've appreciated Prototype so much. Prototype Ant-Man helmet. Um, Looks like it's been beaten out of aluminium. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, and off, off off, he goes. He steals some pin particles and briefly has to duck into an office for cover. And it's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s office, who of course at that point is Margaret Peggy Carter. And he sees her through the blinds. And you can just sit again. Unmoving expression. But his eyes say everything. He wants to, in that moment, burst through that fucking door. It's, it's and see her incredible. and stay there and never leave because there she is. Like the, the the biggest unanswered question of his whole life: Could Peggy and I have made it work? Like I miss her. I love her. I never got to see her. He sees he sees her in her old age and pays her visits until the day she dies. And it's like here he has a chance to have that. Have that life he wanted, albeit a couple decades late. But Such he a temptation, and he has to move on because he's a hero, and that's what heroes do: they sacrifice. Um, Tony, meanwhile, gets hold of the tesseract, uh, and then meets his dad, 
And it's like, what, a couple months before Tony's birth? Like, she's expecting... Yeah. And, and his dad can't quite accurately describe at what point she's up to, aside from, I'm at the point where she can't stand the sound of my chewing. Yeah. He's <laughs> got like, flowers as an apology and sauerkraut as a treat for her. <laughs> you had a hot date tonight? <laughs> um, Howard is so in keeping in character. It's, I can't remember the actor's name now, but it's the guy. Trevor Slattery. Trevor Slattery, that's it. Um, Trevor Slattery? No. The Trevor Slattery is the Mandarin. It's Trevor something. It's Roger Slattery. I think something something Trevor Holes hang on I'll have it here Trevor Holes but um I love that his because uh, he's in a he's his, in Mad Men his digital de-aging is at such a perfect spot that you could buy that that was also Dominic, Dominic Cooper. Cooper yeah like he's not made to look like Dominic Cooper but you'd look at it and go oh right okay and that's such a you know what I mean it's John that, Slattery sorry. John Slattery that's it it's that wonderful in-between bit of CGI that is just so well done. Um, but obviously makes sense for the movie arcs and everything. Yeah. In the movies, we've only seen Dominic Cooper as Howard once, so it, it makes sense to yes. to, to lean yeah. more uh, toward John Slattery. In, not have another flashback with him somewhere on the line? Mm, uh, he appears in the Agent Carter one-shot. Okay. But apart from that, he's only in the Agent Carter show after, after Yeah, that. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's nice to see the history of S.H.I.E.L.D., for Cap to get a little bit of summon summon. Oh. And for Tony to talk to his dad about the fact he's now a dad without ever really giving it away. All of that is so well done. And I love how they don't they don't make it gushy. Like he stays on mission. Yeah. But you can see that he's like, I can't fuck like that wonderful moment where he sort of talks to him, he's like, Mr. Parts, like, hello, mm. lost you for a second. You can see that on his face he's just like, I can't fucking believe this is happening. Yeah. Like we're actually at this point. And then he hugs him goodbye after sort of Maybe retroactively in some time travel rules, giving him the pearl of wisdom that yeah. he remembers from his childhood. Um, and then off they go. And <laughs> Howard goes back to his car and speaks to Jarvis, fucking James Darcy, yeah. playing an older, sort of greyer Jarvis. Um, but still Jarvis. But still Jarvis and a massive fucking, okay, we acknowledge you to fans there of the TV, TV shows. There you are, Agent Carter fans. You got Hayley Atwell and James Darcy in the same five minute span in our movie. There you go, motherfuckers. We're moving on now. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. But it's just a nice little nod. They could have cast any fucker and they went, no, we'll get James Darcy in. We'll digitally age him up a bit and we'll have him there in the shot because he is Jarvis. He is saying. Jarvis. He is Jarvis. <laughs> so that's great. And again, it's great for f- fans of the films who haven't watched the shows, who don't know the comics, because they'll be like, Oh, Tony named the AI after his dad's butler. Like, it's a nice little sort of bow for them as well, which I think is quite cool. Um, we get back and Nat is gone. But not only is Nat gone, Nebula's been switched. Nebula from the past has found out what they're doing and it's made Thanos even more determined. And, so, And because even when Nebula has, after she's pulled her um, heel face turn, she's still like quite distant and cold with everyone. So no one notices. I do love that. I do love that you can see the difference between the performances. That's why I think Karen Gillan did such an excellent job. Yeah, she's great in this. Because when you see the two Nebulas in the same scene, you're like, "Oh shit, that character has changed." Like in terms of her delivery, yeah, and, yeah. and her, her physicality's different, and it's like that's great. But like you say, she's she's still sort of distant and, and twatty with everyone enough that no one seems to notice. Um, because Thanos is like, they're not trying to prevent me from doing it. They're trying to reverse it because I did it. Yeah. And the cogs start turning in his head. 
And it's like, okay. So, we've got the gauntlet. Yeah. The internet. If you're listening to the internet, can you all stop complaining that, but hang on, like, what was the whole point of uh, uh, Nevada Lear and everything and the gauntlet being forged by the dwarves and everything in the last one if Tony can just make a fucking gauntlet? Yeah. They weren't going to spend 20 minutes showing us how Tony figures it out, but they give you a sequence in this film that's very brief to show you that they don't just get back, put the stones on an Iron Man glove and then do it. Like... The implication is some time has passed between them arriving. Even if it's a couple days or, or more or whatever. Time has passed between them arriving and them debating about who's going to do the snap. But also because they, they show an experiment. Yeah. They show them doing shit. It's in like a freaking nuclear test chamber. They probably also like, have... They're figuring out how to just wield the stones just long enough for someone to A, not die immediately and B, make a snap. Like, yeah. they're not looking for... They're not doing what Thanos has done, where he's got a weapon that can contain them, use their power, and do whatever he needs to do with it. And they've also probably been able to look at what remains of the original Infinity Gauntlet as well. Yeah. So, calm your tits, everybody. Uh, plus, Rocket goes, boom! And they'll freak out for a second. <laughs> um, so, there we go. So, they're all around it, and I, lo- I love this so much. I love this, love this so much. Thor, obviously, is like survivor's guilt desperate to make things right again i can do it i can do it i'll do it i'll do it and they're like look physically we're pretty damn sure yeah you might be able to withstand this mentally right now you are not strong enough for this and bruce is like steps up he's like i i need to be the one that do it he's like not only you know not only do i know what needs to be done like bring everyone back don't change anything just bring everyone back not only do i get it but the power of these stones is gamma based. There's a the radiation is gamma, which was established in the Avengers. Yeah, that's why they bring Banner in in the first place. And it's that moment where you sort of like it's almost as if I was made for this, and you suddenly realise, holy shit! To him, this was the point of everything he's been through. Yeah, it was for this. The Hulk is a cure. He's not the disease. He's found a purpose. It's like holy shit, Russo's. <laughs> Marcus and McFeely, I fucking love you guys so much. This is great. They get it. They get him. So Banner braces himself. It starts to tear him apart from the inside. But he snaps. And And we have a party in the credits roll. No. um, Nope. He snaps and two things give it away. Because he's he's determined to do it. Because he's like, we have to make sure Nat's death was was not for nothing. And the first... That's sort of like the final push for him that makes him go, I'm going to do this. Yeah. The first sign we get is Scott walks out into the lobby and starts to see birds. There's just birds in the trees, in the little garden squares that you get in these office compounds. Yeah. Like, But it's sort of bird song. And it's such a subtle Disney-esque kind of thing, but it's like, yeah, before this, the world didn't look as bright. It's just as, as a design and cinematography yeah. choice, things look brighter. There is bird song. There was not bird song before. Because there were only half as many birds. Yep. And then Clint's phone starts to ring. And it's Laura, his wife. And you're like, holy yep. shit. This Because Clint got that brief glimpse that like, the, the, the thing that drove him on earlier on when he was the test subject. And yep. he nearly sees his family again. It's like, oh my god, it fucking worked. And then a time yeah. fucking wormhole rips into existence. The 2014 version of Thanos' ship arrives. 
and blasts the shit out of everything. Yeah, just demolishes the compound. And the second half of Act 3 begins, motherfuckers. (laughs) Now we really are in the end game. Here we are. So, everything's fine, right? Um, The dude who caused all this in the first place is back. Yeah. Younger and more determined. And as he points out, I'm grateful for what you've done. Yeah. Because what you've taught me is that the universe will not be grateful for what I do. The universe will resist. And while there are those like you out there who have the power to make a change, my work will be left will not be left untouched. Someone is going to try and reverse what I did. Mhm. So, <laughs> two things. Two things. One, I'm going to reconstruct the universe using the stones atom by atom. I'm going to create a brand new existence that is half the size of population of everything. Maybe even less. And you know what? They'll be fine with it. Because they'll never know any different. But first, to sort of commemorate the occasion so the and, the and, and baptise my, my new plan... Yeah. I'm going to fucking wipe out you, everyone you love, and your planet. Just for being such a pain in the ass. Which I love because it, so it ties into that that unused line from the first movie that was in the trailers. Fun is not something one considers when balancing the universe, but this does bring a smile to my face. You get is the it, idea I'm that... i sure he says that in he the He never film. says it in the film. Oh. It, it's just in the trailers, but it's, it's like... That's great because suddenly you realise... Yeah, just a reminder, guys. Even though there are people who are like, I kind of get what Thanos is planning. Thanos is insane. Yeah. Thanos is the mad titan. Thanos is doing things the wrong way. And this is him going, yeah. Yeah, what I do is for a noble reason, but I'm going to fuck you all up. Yeah, I'm going to like this. I'm going to like this. Thanos has a point, guys. Yeah, Thanos spent decades traveling around the universe and killing like performing a half genocide on populations of entire planets. Yeah. Don't ever stand by Thanos, ladies and gentlemen. Thanos has a point. Thanos is a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't ever stand by him. And here's the proof, because this is the first time in all the mo- all the two movies and all the films before it with Thanos involved, where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to be a bad guy now. Yep. I'm going to be a bad guy and then I'm going to do my thing. I've seen arguments online. Why can this Thanos fight off like three Avengers when, you know, like the, the, the teams, the last one managed to sort of this and the other. Two reasons. One, he doesn't have his armour in the last one. No. That's very because true. he feels confident enough to not need it because he's wielding the Infinity Stones. That does mean, however, if you punch him in the face, he's going to feel a punch to the face. Yeah. In this one, he's covered in shit. It takes wonder, spoilers, to uh, even change that. Two, this Thanos is probably even more determined than the other because the other was approaching success. And was yeah. like, not complacent, but was like, I know what I need to do. But, but one also, more stone down, one more stone down, one more stone down, I win. This Thanos is like, I have them all right there. Like, this These is all... are the only things stopping me. I'm going to fucking destroy them. It's like, why is Thanos this strong? He was always that strong. He was always a strong dude. Um, I mean, come on, the dude went toe-to-toe with the Hulk at the start of Infinity War and held his own. And knocked the Hulk out. So, Thanos is a strong motherfucker. Um, I but it's like he's more determined now than he ever was before. Yep. Like this is the most determined he's ever been in his life. He is not going to relent. Um, Clint gets probably the most badass moment of his of his story in this film when he has to retrieve the gauntlet 
the Iron Man gauntlet. Yeah. And protect it from a shitload of Outriders. It's, it's, it's an Aliens moment. Yeah, I and mean, straight running, up the yeah. flare down the down the shaft, yeah. Just legging it from all these Outriders with the gauntlet. And we saw again in the, the last film what the these things can do. Clint's just a dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, Clint is going to die. How does he save himself? He blows them, he blows them the fuck up. And then the ones that come after him, he uses Nat's grapple. Yep. Fucking Nat. Batman style. Nat saves his ass. Yeah. Even again. from the grave. <laughs> like, oh my God. I love that so much. <laughs> he also does, it, it is a very, I think it's a very deliberate shout out to Batman 89. Yes. Like, grapple up, attached to the belt. Jump, jump. Oppy pops. Um, Scott gets to save him, Rhodey, Rocket, and Banner, who are all trapped within the remains of the compound as we it's flooding and they're going to die. A visual nod to that um, to that cover from Secret Wars of Hulk holding up the mountain. Yes, yes. All of the sequence as well harkens back to Tony's vision. Yeah. The shield in particular. Yeah. Um, but that's not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, oh God. Because while that's going on, um, Real Nebula has convinced past Gamora that this is wrong. So they go out into the wreckage and they find Clint and they stop OG Nebula before she can kill Clint and take the gauntlet and they kill her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, future future Nebula kills past Nebula. Yeah. And you can Shot see that the it chest. fucking haunts her. Yeah, it's horrifying. Like, it's really horrifying. Especially because this... Old Nebula probably wouldn't even fucking hesitate. No. Now Nebula is so much more empathetic. Cold, a twat, yes but more human than she was years prior. Yeah. So she's having to deal with the sight of that happening. And Gamora, of course, quietly seeding from her father's side to help with the fight. Um, so you've got those guys doing their thang. Their thang. Um, Thor, Cap, and Iron Man go to confront Thanos, who's just sat, waiting, fiddling with a rock. Yeah, she's like... Shit chewing smug grin on his face. Well, he says, well, he says to Gam- when they land, he says to Nebula, bring me the stones. What are you going to do? I'm just going to wait. Wait. Because <laughs> when they rock up, he says, like, you've, I'm grateful for this. You show me what will happen if yeah. I succeed. And if I succeed, people will try to change it. And he outlines his plan. And he outlines his new plan. And then he's like, right, I'm going to pick up my big fucking sword thing. I'm going to cut you bitches up. <laughs> new plan. <laughs> Fuck you all. So, Cap, suited up. With his OG shield back. Oh, yeah. Iron Man, suited up. More determined to kick this dude's ass than before. Oh, yeah. Because he knows what happens if he doesn't. Thor, feeling fucking worthy. Out of shape, though. Grabs Stormbreaker. Grabs Mjolnir. Suits the fuck up. And as Kevin Smith put it in his uh, Fat Man Beyond video about this, I'm so grateful that he didn't revert to, like, Swole Thor. No, he's still like... Because that's not the point. <laughs> like, the armor... Like, as usual, <laughs> lightning, the armor hits, he suits up, he superheroes the fuck up, he heals up, but his size doesn't change. No. Because that's that's something else he deals... He can deal with that later if he wants to. He's still... That's the thing that can happen later. That's not important. What's important is he's back to fucking deal with things. Still schlubby and out of shape. He has oh. got Thanos in front of him and he's going to deal with him. Yeah, he is. Using two fucking weapons. Can we talk about how amazing that fight is? I mean, not only that it harkens back to the fight in the forest between those three in Avengers. Yeah. In several ways. The use of Mjolnir against the shield to create a shockwave. The use of Thor charging up Iron Man's armor to create a bigger... um, uh, Freaking... What's it beam? Uh, Repulsor beam. Repulsor beams. Like, it's... 
oh, so many subtle payoffs in that scene. And so many big payoffs in that scene. Oh yeah. The bit oh my god, the bit where he's like grappling with Thanos and he's sort of like he <laughs> He chucks Mjolnir up, twats it with Stormbreaker and knocks Mjolnir into Thanos' face. Again, it's it's <laughs> they sat down and they went, What do fans want to see? Iron Man turning his Let's whole body it. into a cannon that Thor charges up. Yeah. Let's do it. Cap yep. fucking going hand to hand with Thanos with his shield this time. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. It's so good. And Thanos is holding his bastard own. Like, he is not being hit I would at argue all. he's probably dominating still. And he is. Yeah. Right to the point where Iron Man is knocked to the fucking side. Cap is knocked the fuck back. Mjolnir is flung from Thor's hand. And freaking Thanos picks up Stormbreaker. Obviously, this past Thanos has no idea what happened to previous future him. No. But he plants that thing against Thor's chest and starts to push. And it's a scary mirror of Thanos' near death at Thor's hands in Infinity War. But then... But then... But then... Fucking Mjolnir whizzes by and knocks him out of the way. Oh, yeah. And you're like, well done, Thor. That was a sneaky... Wait a minute. Right. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait Thanos a is, minute. Thanos is trying to flatten Thor right now. The fuck is, uh... The fuck is, uh... uh oh, God. It's Cap! That was a question I don't need answering, said Nat, but the audience collectively went, is Cap worthy? It's... Cap is worthy. And just the fucking delight on Thor's face. <laughs> I knew it! Because <laughs> it's, of course, a callback to that scene in Age of Ultron where he wiggles the hammer. Yeah. It's like he almost picks which it no up. one notices but Thor in that moment, which is so fun. But I guess Cat must have like must have noticed that he shinted it slightly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, but me. he just wasn't quite worthy yet. But after everything he's been through, he I... is he is a warrior true and worthy to bear the power of Thor. So we just get um oh my Cap God. almost almost fighting um Thanos to a standstill with his shield and Mjolnir. Yeah, in a in a moment straight the fuck out of fear itself. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so beautiful. It's just like this is amazing. And it's, it's I mean it's that something. I think that's peak fan service in this oh, movie. Yeah. I think that's the peak fan service moment. Cause it, it had a build up of five years. Yeah. <laughs> like nearly five years ago. Oh, yeah. I wonder if they'll ever do that. Yeah, they fucking do that. Three people have wielded Mjolnir in these movies now. <laughs> Fucking Cap, Vision, and Thor. And we've waited so long for Cap to do it. And here it is. It, oh, oh. And it is beautiful. Um, I just... Oh, God. Like, <laughs> it's that was that was the bit where I out loud... I saw, I've seen this twice as of the recording of this podcast. The first time was on a screening on Friday morning in Glasgow in the uh, Odeon Lux, mm-hmm. which is the only Odeon in Glasgow. So as such, you don't have to pay extra for it uh, on Limitless, good. which is great because each screen was like a 25-seater with reclining seats. Oh, you lucky bastard. Every screen was that. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to pay extra money, aren't I? But it was like, no. Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, that screening of relatively quiet people who were just only in the making noise at the funny bits. Yeah. The, mo- the moment the Mjolnir whipped back and landed in Cap's hand, everyone went... Hell yeah! <laughs> For those American listeners amongst you, um, British audiences don't really go ham like you guys do. I don't know. Half my fucking audience applauded at the end of the movie. The, yeah, I, I, the screen broke out into applause for my second screening uh, at a packed audience. Which the people behind me complained about, despite having spent the last 20 minutes of the movie top, 
chatting shit to each other. Well, they can suck a ball. They can fuck around. They can off. they can suck a fucking ball cock. <laughs> um, one that's like been greased by the wheels is of the that, bike and needs to be clean. Put, is that just when you put the whole unit in your mouth? <laughs> We'll leave one ball out tastefully. Yeah. To give it a tickle. Mm. Um, like this film did to everyone watching. Oh, um, did it. Oh my God. So. Oh my God. So, right. Mm. Iron mm. Man is felled. Everyone else is seemingly out of action or unreachable. Thor is felled. Cap is left standing. Now without Milner. It's been knocked from his thing. And I guess he's too knackered to what's it. He's on the ground. Thanos is presumably vibranium blade has oh, beaten the similar, shit yeah. out of Cap's shield which is now it's like, half a shield it, yeah it's just like barely clinging on Cap does what Cap always fucking does he gets back up in the in front of Thanos who has now just declared like what I'm about to do to your planet I'm going to enjoy every minute of oh it. yeah as the Black Order teleport down as a shitload of his fleet arrive as we've got Chitauri and whatever those things from fucking Guardians are, the guys in the, the, uh, the black armor and Sakarians? stuff. Sakarians? Sakarians, I think that's... Yes, yes, because they were on Sakaar as well, weren't they? Uh, there were some of them in the gangs. Or, or their helmets were bastardized and they were in the gangs and stuff. Something like the, that. The, 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 the scavengers. Um, and Chitauri and freaking Chitauri space whale bastards and these new fucking gorilla looking things and <coughs> everybody rocks up. Oh, this yeah. planet is about to get obliterated starting with New Jersey slash New York. Um, and Cap just tightens the straps on his shield. Gets back And on. you're like, oh my god, Cap's going to die. This is going to be the final moments of Captain America. Die like a He's fucking go hero. go down fighting. And then... On your left! Oh my god, the moment that voice starts... Cap, anyone hear me? Cap, you there? Sam? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, because of course the snap worked. So everybody's going to be trying to find out what what to do now. Everyone's back. And then on your left, and a fucking Doctor Strange portal opens up, and there's Wakanda, and out steps T'Challa, Shuri, who's dressed for fucking war. Oh boy, and Okoye, backed up by the Border Tribe, the Dora Milaje, the fucking, like, everybody is there. Everybody. Everybody. And then Sam flies out because you're like, oh my god, of course, because Sam dusted there. Presumably yep. Bucky is amongst that group. Like, there's a lot of people about to return. Yeah. You don't see Bucky come in, but you do see him later. Oh god, yeah. I mean, uh, the most powerful Avenger now that Vision's not around also comes from Wakanda as well, and she fucking tears the house Oh yeah. Um, so those guys rock up. Then, freaking Asgardians start to pour out of one ravagers are amongst everybody basically anyone who dr strange who of course returns with the guardians and spider-man from Titan, anyone who dr strange can think of starts to arrive everyone everyone including howard the dog look carefully um which i have not i didn't spot but when uh, janet first when janet first not janet when hope first blows up to full size yeah in that shot look just to her right and there's howard with a big fuck off cannon okay okay <laughs> all right um i mean the wasp and the wasp freaking um just like a shitload of wizards led by wong ant-man emerges from the wreckage yeah like the... the biggest he's ever been holding War Machine, Rocket, and Hulk in his hand. <laughs> Hulk, although, it, oh, it is slightly um, debilitated at this point. He's got withered one. Withered arm. One withered arm. Um, 
But like, there they are, ready to fight. Ready to fuck some shit up. Just son, so satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody gathers, everybody stood there. Thor's clutching Stormbreaker. Cap holds out his arm and freaking Mjolnir. <laughs> freaking Mjolnir, Mjolnir comes to him now. Like, no, well, he was the last person to wield it, so. And there we go. We finally get it, motherfuckers. It's taking the oh, there's that brief look at Thanos' face, which actually suddenly looks really concerned. He's like, oh, he's like, oh god, this might be the Avengers theme kicks in properly for the first time in the whole movie, and we get it, boys and girls. The whole gang's here. We get it, boys and girls. <sighs> Avengers assemble after they're already assembled, though. But to be fair, that's how it always works. Oh, yeah. They always all get together. And then to me, goes, my X-Men. We're already here. Yeah, we're to me, here. my board. Surfer, you stood on it. <laughs> Avengers assemble. Uh, Cap, we're we here. Did. I meant the East Coast Avengers. We are the East Coast Avengers. I meant the West Coast Avengers. Really? You want no, those guys here? West Coast. <laughs> you want those guys here? Well, I mean, technically they are. <laughs> yeah, some Four of them are guys, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, they're here. They're yeah. about. Um, and then we get our gratuitous CGI big war scene, guys and girls. Oh, Boy. But, considering this is the payoff to an 11 year long television series in expensive movie form. Yeah, it's fan service all the way, all the way down. I mean, oh, good, oh, where do we even fucking begin? Um, Um, Spidey Spidey trying to carry the gauntlet and getting lifts from Mjolnir. Queens, heads up! (laughs) Getting lifts from Mjolnir. And then rescue, because fucking Pepper's there. Yeah, Pepper turns up in a suit of Iron Man, which is foreshadowed earlier on. Yeah, like your mother Morgan's... never wears anything I, I, I buy her. Yeah, Morgan's wearing the helmet. As, and then she's fucking, she's, she's fucking wearing what Tony got her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yay! Um, so we get that, and, and like Pepper gives him an assist uh, after he helps get the glove off to Charla and yeah. all this stuff. And then uh, like she flings him up to... Valkyrie, who is riding a, a motherfucking Pegasus. Pegasus. And he just goes, Fuck hey, it's me. really nice to meet you. Because <laughs> he suddenly realises how freaky this whole thing is. We get to see instant kill mode engaged. Yeah. Um, Lewis is... Lewis Which I thought is, was weird for Spider-Man, but whatever. No, but I mean, I suppose, like, it's Thanos' forces of big, yeah. sentient horror. But, like, it's not... It's not it's not like it's, he's taking it's not out a person who he can reason yeah. with. It's these monsters. So it's like, it's a kill engaged. And also, it was panic, wasn't it? Like, yeah. he was about to be swamped by oh, these beasts. Yes. So, I, I, I kind of don't mind. I kind of don't mind. It's 15-year-old Spider-Man. He doesn't understand the morality yet yeah. so much. He'll feel bad about it in the morning. Spidey's not, against, Spidey's not against killing. It's just the absolute last resort. And in this case, it's just a fun Easter egg yes. for those who like, instant kill. What's that? It's Spider-Man Homecoming. Now we get it's to see. It's when the legs stab everyone. <laughs> um, oh, God, what yeah. else? Um, uh, fucking... Well, Scarlet Witch. Oh! You... What is it? You um, uh, you took everything, you took everything from, from me. me. I don't even know who you are. You, you will. will. Uh, and her Russian accent slipped back a little bit in this yeah. film. It came back a little. And as, she as just... round around. I mean, we'll get to her, her what she does in a moment, actually, because that is uh... badass as fuck. Um, Luis's van gets a highlight because they realise that we have another time machine. Like, yeah. we can... We can send the stones back now. Yeah. So okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp go to get hold of Luis's van crank up the time machine and uh, presumably the two of them just fuck off into time and yeah. take the stones back and it's great because it means we get this glorious moment where he presses the key in his pocket and we hear <laughs> in the middle of this fucking war zone again it, the levity oh. with darkness love it 
Um, very good. Thor and Cap briefly switch weapons, and then Thor is like, nope, nope, nope. You take the small one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't have a moment, but Rocket and Bucky are in the same shot, firing at yeah. people in a nice little nod to the previous film. Bucky has the biggest machine gun again. Groot is back, beating the shit out of people. Um, Star-Lord fighting off um, fighting off Sicarians or whatever they're called but he's fighting him yep. off in a corridor uh, and then sees Gamora and as much as I hate him um, Chris Pratt gives a really nice performance there in that moment yep. where he's like proper sort of thing and she just knees him oh. and yep. biggie and it's like really him Gamora's like well, it was, uh, Nebby's like well, it was between him and a tree yeah you're like okay that's harsh um, harsh so uh Call Obsidian getting fucked up by uh, Drax and uh, we're getting fucked up by Drax, oh, yeah, Drax and Korg. Ah, Drax is stabbing thing. him and Korg twats him around the face, and then um, he gets finally worked out by Jetman. And Scott yep. just stands on him as he's walking through the battlefield. Brilliant. Black Panther being a badass using his uh, using his uh, kinetic energy thing to like knock people the fuck out of the way. Yeah, he carries the glove for a little bit, uh, and he's only stopped by. Um, uh, Ebony Moore. Ebony Moore? Uh, whichever one can do magic shit. It's called yeah, Ebony, Ebony Moore, Moore, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, and then off he fucks. Because um, then Spidey gets the gauntlet because it's just a big old pass around of who's going to help wield it. Yeah. There's so many cool moments within this battle. It's beautifully done. And again, it's just watching the characters we love in an environment where they can cut loose for the fate of yeah. humanity. They will do everything it takes to keep this army at bay. Um, and that's when yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch starts to basically break Thanos, like pummels him with Earth, and then starts to crunch his armor up. Like his armor, his armor is like crunching and falling apart. Yeah, and he he freaks out, and he he, he calls to call uh, to Corvus Glaive. He says, Un- "Was it unleash the just, just bombardment, please?" Bombardment, and he's like, "But I, I would." Our Don't army, care. and he says, "Do it!" And the heroes and the majority of Thanos' forces narrowly avoid being completely wiped yeah, out. Well, everyone just starts fighting, because all, yeah, all these rockets up. just come on down. All of this just to distract Wanda enough so that Thanos could just get away from her. That's how powerful yep. Wanda is. Thanos is like fucking mortar bomb this place now. Yeah, <laughs> like she's going to kill me. Mortar bomb this place now, and then you get. And then the glorious moment of those cannons slowly going upwards. Go upwards. And like, you're like, what's coming back When that now? first happened, I was like, oh my God, he's going to shoot at New York to distract him, isn't he? He's going to fire at Manhattan. <laughs> nope, fires into the sky. You're like, what is that? What? Something just broke the atmosphere. Oh, what? yeah. Fucking Carol Danvers back at it oh, again. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. In, in a moment that sort of purposefully mirrors the ending of Captain Marvel when she does it to some of the Cree uh, fleet. Yeah, she just smashes through the wings of the ship, um, like oh my god, just fucking wonderful. Carol joins the fight. Now is Carol too OP? Oh, is Carol too OP? Probably no. no. But that's why she's I used. Think she's perfectly OP. Thank well, you. Well, she's she's used sparingly, and she's not going to be the one to save the day. But she <laughs> yeah, is the best. She is that's the best true. physical force they have against Thanos. Yes. Um. So I'm like. You go, girl, with your fucking your fucking congresswoman haircut. Please do this. Oh, that haircut's so good. <laughs> it, does, it does suit her. It could look ridiculous, but it does suit her. It's very. Um, Brie Larson has a very sort of like I'm saying this from a, like an illustrator's perspective. She has a very kind of sort of soft square face. 
Yes. With that haircut, it's really obvious. She sort of has like a very, she's very sort of rounded jaw with that isn't like, you know, isn't, isn't a chubby jaw, but it isn't a pointed jaw. Yeah. So that haircut really suits her. Sorry, just I'm, I'm thinking of drawing things and like that's, think, I would draw her like that with you, that haircut. You, you, you draw cool. Brie Larson. You draw Brie Larson. Draw her like one of your space girls. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's pretty freaking cool. And this is when the stakes start to get heightened and Strange and Tony have a moment. I think it's slightly earlier where he's like, you said, uh, he sort of rounds it up doesn't he's like, like a 14 million. Like, I think he's, we won once. Like, is this the one? Strange says, if I told you, it wouldn't happen. Then it wouldn't happen. And by the end of the film, you realise why. Because Strange obviously doesn't necessarily trust Tony to not make what Cap referred to in the first Avengers movie as the sacrifice the play. The sacrifice play. You're not the guy who made the sacrifice play. Um, oh my god, it's a big guy. It's a big man in a suit oh. of armour. Take that away, what are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Um not wrong. So, the fight is ongoing. And everybody, at this point, Thanos is within inches of the gauntlet. Yeah. So Tony goes in to stop him, gets beaten back. Thor goes in to stop him, gets beaten back. Carol comes in to stop him, holds him back fair enough. Even gets a headbutt to the face that doesn't fucking phase her. This is after... and, and, and this is while she's spending a moment where you're like, break his fucking fingers, Carol. Break his fucking fingers. Don't let him snap. Break those this, fingers this off. This is after she's tried to run it to the time, to the van. And the van's been Oh destroyed. my God, yes. Let's talk about that moment, please. Right the fuck now. <laughs> so yeah, um... To anyone in our listenership right now, I'm, yeah. going, to pre- I'm going to presume male. Eh. I might be wrong, but I'm going to presume got a range, mostly male. But yeah, oh, no, no, mostly male. Oh, but I mean for this moment. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Who thinks that the, the uh, let's call it the girl power moment in this fight oh. was gratuitous. Fuck you. It was wonderful. To me, it was a celebration of something that this genre as a whole has never really put at the forefront in the mainstream for decades. Yeah. And Marvel itself is guilty of it in a way. The first female-led... The first movie to have a female share the title, if you're not counting Avengers as a group, was in 2018 with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Their first female-led movie rocked up earlier this year. Marvel themselves have not necessarily done anything to challenge the lack of prominent female representation. They haven't done enough. The thingy. And they still need to do more. But within their films, within that world... They've introduced some incredibly fucking cool female characters, be they joint leads, be they supporting characters, be they just cool badasses who rock up as part of a story. That's the thing that happens. This moment, it's sad, okay, it's sad that Sif's not there. It wouldn't make sense for Maria Hill not to be there. Like, you know, Janet Van Dyne is not exactly fucking battlefield ready right, right now. No. But, and it definitely sucks that Nat is not there. But I think that was the point of this moment. Yeah. It was to say, hey, general audience, we know Widow's gone, but we got your fucking badass female character covered. As they unveiled in a big old just sort of, hey, motherfuckers moment, we have actually, even if we've not made them the forefront and we're going to change that going forward, we've got some pretty cool fucking female superheroes in this franchise. A Koye. And here's a boatload of them. Wasp. Shuri. Sure. Fucking Captain Marvel. Um, just like Scarlet Witch. Like these guys just rock up it en masse at this moment to fight alongside each other. Like Valkyrie on a freaking Pegasus. Valkyrie. I'm sorry, that's still one of the most badass images in the whole movie. Like it was in the flashback in Ragnarok where you see Hela killing out the Valkyrie. Oh, the so cool. But here we get to see Valkyrie ride that fucking Pegasus and beat the shit out of dudes in the air. She cuts open one of the... Spe- it took Hulk punching one of those whales in the face 
to knock it out in the first Avengers movie. Here, Valkyrie flies past one with an Asgardian blade and guts it from the side. Oh, yeah. Whilst Wanda crunches the mouth of one of them into itself and oh. it falls to the ground. Yeah, um, Scarlet Witch is crazy powerful in this. I, I just love, I love this so much. And again, it's just great because then it's just this minute-long sequence of yeah. this team of female heroes beating the shit out of yeah. Thanos' thugs and getting to Thanos. Sure, they're not like going to defeat Thanos, but they're going to fucking hold his forces off long enough that Carol can get to the van, but then Thanos thwarts it. Thus begins the end game. And in this fight, Carol nearly wins out, nearly holds Thanos off, and nearly, it looks like, breaks his fucking fingers. Yeah. Thanos, the badass he is, rips the power stone off the gauntlet and punches her with it. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah. All right, that's why you're the most scary bad guy in this universe. He hits Captain Marvel hard <laughs> enough to take her out of the fight. Yeah. And then he puts that gauntlet back to back together, and Stark, just for a moment, locks eyes with Strange, and Strange holding off the tides of the ocean that are going to flood the battlefield, breaks yep. breaks what he said, and just holds up one finger. What? Tony knows what to do. He's this about to make it. the right call. Tony flies up to Thanos, tackles him. Thanos throws him away like he's nothing. Looks to the gauntlet, sees that his hands aren't blocked, his thingy, and he goes, right, I am inevitable. Snap. Literal finger snap. Nothing else. Moment of, wait, what? What? Nothing, what? Turns the palm over. Fuck all on the other side. Cut back to Tony, who's already starting to burn up as the nanites place the stones in his fucking gauntlet. Oh, yeah. And he fucking declares, like an absolute badass who has earned this after 11 years, and I am Iron Man. Snap. Yep. Thanos' forces begin to immediately dust on the spot. dust like a bunch of chumps. Ships, space whales, big scary gorilla things, Chitauri... In a mirror of the way Wanda was cradling Vision before she dusted, Proxima yep. Midnight is holding Corvus Glaive in the back of the frame Vision, as they both had. fucking disappear. Ebony Moore, the smug fucker, stumbles and disappears. Vision who should have, what, sorry, Vision who should have... Vision, we should mention, who hasn't turned up again. He's still yeah, dead. Yeah, Vision's dead. And by the end of this, there are definite casualties. Like, yep. we always, you know, we always saw criticisms of the Marvel Universe, MCU, not really taking loss seriously or having enough significant loss. Mm-hmm. By the end of this, we have lost quite a lot of characters we oh. like and love and, and will affect the relationships and the stories of the other characters around them going forwards because they're lost. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they go. And as Thanos watches it happen, and pre- presumably as well, the body of Nebula from the past, definitely. Yeah. Presumably Gamora too. Yeah. Tony don't fuck, totally fucking know her. He's not going to snap his fingers and go, get rid of all of Thanos' forces, but keep the green lady. I've never met her. Uh. Like, do you know what I mean? Which yeah. makes that ending bit with Starlord even more kind of sad when you realise it. You're like, she's probably not there anymore, dude. She's probably gone too. Probably still dead. Um, Which, yeah, that's that that sucks. Because that's the and then Thanos just like he looks broken. Yeah, like he straight up looks like, oh, defeated oh no. as he just sits back down, head heavy, and fucking disappears. Yep, he gone. Tony finally did it. The thing that's been haunting him since Avengers. Yep, 
is gone. Yeah. But so is Tony. He's like basically catatonic at this point. He's burned him out. Rhodey props him up. Tries to talk to him. Peter arrives, tells him that we did it, we won. And then it suddenly just hits him that, oh my God, he's going to die. And he calls him Tony, which is such, again, a nice little character moment. Like, he yep. calls him Tony, and you're like, oh my god. He's like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. He's like, Tony, I'm sorry. Pepper oh, comes over. Man, it's just so much. Says we're going to be all right. Tells him he can rest. And the light on his chest unit turns the fuck off. And he gone. Iron Man gone. Iron Man oh. made the sacrifice play, ladies and gentlemen. He did it. He fucking did it. Oh, man, it's just... It's so good. So, Fallout. Banner acknowledges that he tried to bring Nat back, but it, it's not doable. It's do not it. that simple. Soul for a soul. You Confirming that Nat and Gamora, as we know them, as we knew them, are gone. Yeah, past Gamora might still be around, but Gamora is dead. Yeah. People are back. They're not five years older, so the whole world, the whole universe is going to have to sort of come to terms with that and figure yeah. it out. Yeah, people went missing for five years and basically came back. Because, yeah, Peter's exactly the only, the Peter's the character who sums up what it was like for everybody. Yeah. Like, we saw started disappearing and then suddenly it was like I woke up and I didn't know what happened, but then Doctor Strange said, come on, we've got to go. It's been five years, come on, we've got to go. Yeah. In his, in his signature Peter Parker Like, I'm style. just kind of, thoughts pouring out of my face. Um... It, it's fucking happened, guys. Like, it has happened. The, those guys are gone. Yeah. Casualties over the last few films alone. We've lost Heimdall. We've lost Loki. We've lost Gamora. We've lost Vision. We've lost Black Widow. And now we've lost Iron Man. They're gone. They are gone. They're fucking they gone, ain't coming guys. Back. Um, we get um, some... Re- so we get Peter reuniting with Ned. Ned, who presumably also went in the snap. And as you pointed out earlier on... All of his supporting cast presumably yeah. must have gone in the snap. Because they all... Because he's going to be... Oh, sorry. Sneeze coming. <coughs> Bless you. <coughs> Bless you again, child. Um, he's, he's presumably going to be back in high school with everyone who he was in his class at the end of Homecoming in the next film. But presumably it's going to be set at 2035... In 20, 2035? 20, yeah. Directly after the end of this movie, so... Yeah. It's, um... Faggy said, like, there is very definitely, there's the universe before Endgame and the universe after Endgame. Yeah, oh, they can't, they can't breeze on as though it never happened. Like, this is something that those worlds are going to have to acknowledge. It's yeah. Too, it's too big a shift. It is too big. Um, but it's an experience that the whole galaxy had together. So I suppose, you know, there is yeah. that. Um, we see Wakanda celebrating it's a night of celebration returned to its uh its former glory as as um what's it as, i can't remember the character's name but as angela bassett clutches her son oh, and her yeah. daughter and Shuri again like and J- jacob was his face and angela bassett like they the acting they're doing just on their face chadwick boseman hmm? jacob was his face no um he plays ned I mean, in that little moment, that montage. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're, with their face, they, they're summing up absolutely everything. I do, like, <laughs> My Panther, played by Jacob Wazz's face. Jacob Wazz's face. Um, and again, just a brief shot of Hope and Scott with Cassie at Cassie's mum and dad's house, sat on the porch, having yep. a cuddle, watching a firework display over San Francisco, as presumably the world is celebrating. San Francisco, San Francisco. And then we come to Tony's funeral. 
presumably the second funeral they've had that week because I'm imagining Nat's had some kind of celebration or send off at this point Um, well it'll be yeah she'll be listed as missing but I think they'll have something uh, smaller and more intimate for Nat Um, but yeah, they send his ashes down the river with with, his with first the act proof reactor. that Tony Stark has a heart. Um, and oh my god! Like every they pulled some people back for this. Like so, yeah, we get so as far as I can recall from front to back. I can't remember the order. But at the front, we have Pepper and Morgan with yep. Happy and Rhodey. Yep. Behind them is Cap and Thor. Yep. With Peter and May. Yep. So we get Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been three Aunt Mays and I get confused um, not, with Rosemary Harris looking smoking hot <laughs> um, um, so we get them um, behind them we have got uh, in no particular order uh, uh, Wanda mm-hmm. um, we have Clint and Laura and the kids wow. we have Mantis Drax Star-Lord Rocket and um, Groot all in black Ravager and Nebula beer. Yeah. Um, Got Hulk with his arm in a sling. Hulk with his arm in a fucked up sling. Yeah. Uh, presuming then that this this is it for Banner's form now. I, yeah, I would I would thought so. Um, probably can't go back to Banner without it completely breaking down his body at this point. I imagine. Zombie, uh, zombie Hulk rules, motherfucker! Zombie Hulk rules. Yeah. Well, um, we've got uh, fucking, there's, so, there's a group I'm missing, but it'll it'll come to me. Uh, this... uh, we've got Carol on the back step. Yeah. Fury presiding over everything at the yep. very back. Uh, Maria Hill. Quite. We've got Maria Hill. We've got um, Secretary Ross. Yeah. And who I'd like to call him now, Kid What the Fuck. Kid What the Fuck. Because I think Ali. every cinema went, wait, yeah, what? I was, it wasn't until afterwards we were like, oh, that's As the credits rolled and it said Ty Simpkins, I was like, fuck, it's Harley from Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah. But of course the character at this point would be like 21, 22. So it is kind of confusing. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think he could pass for 21, 22. It would have made slightly more sense maybe had he just, I don't know, had something on him. Because I'm sure Tony leaves him something at the end of Iron Man 3, but I can't remember he what it is. leaves him a lab. That's it. Yeah. So you can't bring a lab with you to a funeral, dude. That's true. I don't know. There's it, seating it, restrictions. It, 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 was a, it was a weird one. Because he's like, who does he stand with? I suppose he doesn't stand with anybody, does he? He's, he's... No, because he's not. He, he's, he's probably left. Well, he's oh, Sam, not on Sam good... and Bucky, I forgot to mention that. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> he's not on good terms with his parents in Iron Man 3. So yeah. he's probably moved out. Everybody's got daddy issues, no need to be a pussy about it. Again, <sighs> this this felt like, again, one of those, one of the one marvelous um, scene video essays really highlighted this entire series is about fathers. Yeah. Like what they mean to people, what they do wrong. What they do right. Thanos, I know he's a thick daddy, boys and girls, Oof. but Thanos, Oof. the cruelest father in all of existence, is defeated by Tony, who is now a father and makes peace with his father before he passes away. At his funeral is his literal daughter and a child who saw him as a father figure in fucking Iron Man 3. Like, it, do, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, the, the, the theme runs very concurrently through everything. There was a moment that almost got me at the funeral. Oh. And it's when uh, Happy <gasps> is sitting with Morgan. Because, mm-hmm. of course, after, this is after they've watched Tony recording a message yeah. just in case before the time heist begins. Yeah. It's like, it's going to work out. It's yeah. fine. 
And then he knifes the Doctor, fucking holograms it, and looks at Harley and uh, looks at um, Morgan and says, "I love you, three thousand. And then the message stops. But yeah, it's when Hogan... ha- ha- Harley's ha- uh, happy oh. sitting with Morgan, and he asks her if she's hungry. And she's you okay? Like, yeah. Are you hungry? Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you want? Cheeseburgers. And you just see Favreau. Favreau. Oh. oh, that moment he's just like he goes like your dad like cheeseburgers. <laughs> It, it, I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers you want. Which is what you would say to a grieving four-year-old who doesn't quite understand the weight of the day. But it's just that moment where he looks as if he's about to burst into tears. Mm. Because it's so good. And, and how symbolic is that as well, of the whole thing? Because it's like, we're saying goodbye to the Iron Man franchise as well. Yeah. Which you started, John. Yeah. You did it. You Mr. gave John, it to us. John Favreau started this whole thing. You gave us Downey. The studio didn't want him. And you went, no, this guy. And you and him made it work by saying to the studio, look, he'll take a pay cut, but I want him in it. Like, he'll take less than the offering fee for this role. And the studio went, fine. Yeah. And then, obviously, Downey Jr. and his agent made an amazing choice of, yeah, we want, uh, we want like, 5% of the back end of the season, please. Which then began, of course, his him being the most fucking highly paid actor in all of Hollywood. Yeah. Because um, you would, wouldn't you? Because I think for the first time, man, he was paid. And again, it's not money to be sniffed at. He's but we're paid talking about Terrence Howard. He was paid like I think he was paid one hundred thousand dollars for it. Oof. For the first one. Sorry, that was my fault. Which is way less than the leading role in a superhero movie should be paid. That's not way less than the leading role in most like um, sort of ma- mainstream mainstream films, studio yeah. movies would be paid. Since then, he's been paid like ten million dollars a picture. Yeah, like, like they've that. thrown money at Danny Jr. since. Um, um, but yeah, I know yeah. you mean John Rapid, John Favreau being there to wrap up that moment. But it's just that that it's a lovely little bit of writing and a, and a lovely bit of performance there. And it's sad because we are essentially with this movie now saying bye to Downey Jr. But we're saying bye to um, Paltrow as well. Gwyneth has said this is the yes. last one. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Favreau's returning for Far From Home. Yeah. And Pepper Potts is still running the Stark. Yeah. Company. Because of the big novelty check that Happy's got in the Far From Home trailer. Yeah. It's signed by Pepper Potts. So she could turn up for a, a cameo if she wish. But, but she has said she'd call it a day here. And I, yeah. I kind of get that. Um, and it, it's nice to just know that Stark Industries will continue on with Pepper at the helm. Regardless of whether it's part of the movies yeah. or not. Like Pepper's still out there running the company that... I mean, it's good. PR. Arguably, she ran her whole life. Like, you know, it's all of her PR. personal life. It's good PR to be, you know, the company that gave the world Iron Man the saviour of humanity. Yes. Basically. You know um, I mean? um, and then we get our final button. After Clint and Wanda sort of make peace with the fact that even though Natasha and Vision aren't there, where, wherever they are now, yeah. they know that, that they won. They know that their deaths were not in vain. Yeah. Um. So. But it's not over yet. It's not over yet because the stones have to be returned. I, 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 Bruce promised. He promised the ancient one that they'd be returned back to that timeline, so that as though nothing ever changed. I, I I called that a version of this was gonna happen, and I'm really glad it did. We called this yeah. a while back now, yeah, because it it just makes sense. Yeah, Cap deserves a win. Yeah, he deserves a win. He's been put through shit, and he's been he's been a virtuous, unshakable symbol of purity and what is right. Ever since. He has stood by his beliefs. He has fought for everyone around him. He has been completely selfless for his entire journey. Yeah. We totally called this. It's I'm time. so glad it happened. It's, it's time, time for him for... to get a little reward. 
I think people misinterpret where he goes in this a lot. Yeah. Because it's established in what his mission is, where he goes. Yeah. So, presumably... And he takes Mjolnir as well, which I think is brilliant. He returns yeah. Mjolnir gotta, back to that time. You've got to put Mjolnir back. Um, so Bruce sends him off. And just before he goes, he and Bucky have a moment where you're like, Bucky knows something. Yeah, Bucky knows. Bucky knows something. Because he says goodbye to Sam. And Sam sort of is like, oh yeah, goodbye, right? I'm going to miss you, dude, and all this. And then as Cap goes with the stones and Mjolnir, Banner's like, he's going to be back in like five seconds. You're like, yeah, what? Yeah. Why did he say goodbye? He did it as an in-case, motherfuckers. Yeah. Because they charge him back, and Steve does not return. And then Bucky spots someone sat at a bench by the lake. Mm-hmm. And Sam, it's like Bucky says to Sam, like, go. Because they both, obviously, at that moment, are like, uh... oh. And then he sends Sam. Because of, I'm assuming Cap and Bucky have had this conversation already. I would have thought so, yeah. Um... Off Sam goes, and there's old man Rogers, sat on the bench, looking pretty good, probably super soldier serum related. He's, he's probably aged a little bit slower. I think someone did the maths. Keep, what, he would have been... Ma- like, in his hundreds, definitely. He would have been 100, 115, 116, Yeah, because like when he went back, he was in, like, his biological sort of late 30s. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, he, he definitely would have been older. Um, and, you know... <laughs> he returned the stones and then and as he says it I thought about what Tony said back when they had the conversation at the sha- uh, the, the yeah the, the chalet earlier in the movie about like getting involved and I should try some of that life that Tony always said I should get so, so did. I did and Sam's like well, I'm kind of just bummed out now that we're in a world without Captain America he's like what about that and he brings around what looks like a brand new shield. Or certainly a repaired shield. Yeah. Probably, probably, I, I'd wager probably made by Howard Stark. Uh, probably. Like, why not? Um, and there it is. And he's like, try it on. Sam's, fucking Anthony Mackie acting his socks off here. Because oh. he's so contained, but you just know he's like a kid at Christmas. He's like, how does it feel? Says like it belongs to someone else. Caps goes, it doesn't. <laughs> you're like, oh, Oh, that's wonderful. Just, oh man, Chris Evans is so good in this scene. Yeah, convinc- he's so good in it. Convincingly old man, and not in a gratuitous weird way. Yeah, he's um, not like doing the old croaky voice, it's just, he's just, he's just a bit, he's, he's, a, bit, he's a bit worn, yeah. and he's a little bit tired, but he's happy because he's completing a circle that he started, to them, <laughs> ten seconds ago, to him, a fucking lifetime ago, two lifetimes ago even, oh. and... And he passes it over and he says to Sam, like, you know, it's thank you. And Sam thanks him. They shake hands. Because he basically leaves it with Sam. Cause, but I know, I've seen people online who complain. Like, Why is he not Bucky? It's like, Bucky's actually a super soldier. And this and that. It's like, Bucky's two in, reasons. Bucky's one, he's in no state to take over yeah, as Captain America. One, it goes unspoken. But the world could do with a Captain America and Bucky once again. I'm pretty sure Bucky's happy being Bucky. Yeah. Two, Bucky's not in the mental state to do that right mm, now. No. But he will damn well make sure that Sam is the perfect man for the job. And three, as Steve says... I couldn't think of a nicer man, a yeah. nicer guy to do this. It just makes sense. Like, Sam is a modern soldier. He, he's like, also arguably, out of the Avengers and out of all the people Cap knows, arguably the most pure among them. Yeah, and the most sort of down to earth and. Like, nothing as. 
he is in the best possible way a normal man. He's incorruptible. Yeah. Like he he is he does the right thing. I mean, for fuck's sake, in Winter Soldier, he's like Captain America needs my help. That's the only reason I'm getting involved. Like, all, do I also, need another reason to get involved? Cap needs me. He he also needs not needs. He also <laughs> knows more about modern day America than Cap or Bucky. True, because he is, you know, a native modern American. He served in the Second Iraq War. He's worked amongst people in uh, I, he's not a social worker in the movie he's like a grief he's like a Got grief veterans, counselor, veterans he, counselor. Veterans counselor yeah but he has but he's been he's been amongst the people at, a, at the street level of yeah. the lowest of the low so he you know, the people who are at their bottom so he's he knows more about what the country needs not in the sense of what the government needs to be done for yeah. them but what the people need yeah. what the people need in an icon mm which is what Captain America is. Captain America is not a tool of the American government. Captain America is a symbol for the people, which is how that character works, even in an age where America as a country, governmentally, is on its fucking ass. <laughs> really? Um, and even in these fictional governments of this movie as well, like, yeah, Sam Sam is the best candidate for the job. Yeah. Plus, this is a movie about fan service. And Sam is the most recent other person to take up the mantle. Yep. So, in the future, guys, we're getting a Captain America who's got fucking wings. And also, for the mainstream audiences who aren't as familiar with the comic books, for example, we're about to get black Captain America, guys. Like, (laughs) hello. Yep. Like, hi. Hi, Marvel. We see, you know that, you know that representation thing that you, you still hadn't quite cracked on the headliner level? We're about to break into it a bit more. Do you think that'll be the. Disney Plus series. Well, the Digital Plus series, Disney Plus series has, has been referred to so far as Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, do you think that's a placeholder title? If so not, not to spoil Endgame, I would rather it not be a placeholder title. I would rather it be a thing, and then a couple of years down the line, we get another movie, Avengers or otherwise, where Sam is Cap. I I, I think it won't make sense if he's not. Cap. I I don't want him to just transfer to. No, but I'm saying I don't want him to just transfer to Plus. Maybe, no, the, maybe the series is him preparing to be Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, to get to gear up to that moment and, and give us that kind of build so that the next time we see him, we can just go believably, there he is. But I'm not sure where, how, the Disney, how the Disney Plus things are going to fit into this because we've obviously we've got WandaVision, which well, is yeah, a terrible w- title. WandaVision, which Loki, still dead. Yeah, Loki, but Loki's, Loki's dead. dead. Um, Falcon and Captain America. Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, even though one of them is not Captain America. Hawkeye series it's not been confirmed yet which that's probably going to be Clint handing off to Kate Bishop and then or, unless um, they're going to make his daughter and then the animated Kate What Bishop If version. series which is MCU specific yes um, um, which is a great way to get actors back to their roles that may have moved on because it's like hey we literally yeah. just need you to record some dialogue for a, for an animated episode yeah come in for an afternoon do some lines for us uh, do some lines eh yeah and then the film ends and I think people misinterpret this. I, I I would wait to see what Marcus and McFeely or the Russos say, to be honest. But people are saying, so it's back in the 40s, it's post-World War II. I don't think it is. I I think, it, I think it's the 70s. I think Cap went back to Jersey last to drop off the Tesseract and then went to Peggy. Because here's the thing, regardless of how the timelines are affected, because obviously the timeline rule that they establish isn't exactly strict, as seen by the fact that Steve shows up again by the side of the lake. 
Like, there is obviously a tangential thing here that works, regardless of them being different existences. Or maybe he did live that life, and then Pym particled his way back to be there for that moment somehow. Who knows? Point is... I think he kept his date with Peggy. Well, no, because that was the bar. In the 40s. Maybe he got Pym Barticles enough and he was able to direct himself, but it's more that Banner pre-programmed him to go to those places. So oh, I, okay, I think yeah, he just yeah. went... I think he went to the 70s. It was early, oh, early yeah. 70s. So it's about 15 years since he went in the ice. If... Um, I think I think he... 15 years? My maths is terrible. 25 years. Hang on. 45. 55. 25 years. 65. 20, yeah, 25 years. I don't think it um, would have been 1970. I think it would have been, I think it was that timeline only because that seems like the logical thing that he would do. He would make sure to go there last and then stay. Um, also, Peggy doesn't look different from how we see her in the earlier scene where she's behind the blinds. That's true. So they don't make any effort to make her look younger or older. But I, don't, I think she looks younger than she should look in that 1970 sequence. True. I mean, the vehicles are older in that neighbourhood. But they're, the only reason they're listening to that song isn't because he's necessarily in the 40s, but it's because that that was part of the... No, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's that's their dance. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's him returning home with her. Because that's the thing. He's obviously had to live on... He's had to live a very quiet life since then. Which and, I'm sure and not he's interfere, enjoyed. Which I'm sure he's enjoyed. And he's earned. Yeah. He's totally fucking earned. Let him have this reward, guys. Oh, but he's Captain America, is it? Yeah, he was. For two lifetimes. And his third... Just let him rest. Let him love and have a life and probably have a family and fucking go on and be awesome. And I love that. I love the whole, the the, the focus on the wedding ring. You going to tell me about her? And she goes, no. (laughs) I don't think I will. And he's not being a dick. He's just like, no, this is, this one's for me. Because the, because the the soft implication there is that Peggy's passed on since and stuff, which, yeah, of course, if he's like yeah. 140 and odd, like the sold, super soldier serum is letting him age very slowly, which is fine. That's fast sort of well, comics she, accurate, isn't yeah. it? Like the age is slower. I would assume that in this in this sort of new timeline that she would have passed away at the same time. Yeah, but with her husband Steve by her side. Yeah, I feel bad for Dum Dum Dugan or whoever it is she apparently married in the original timeline because they never get with her in the end. Well, I guess not. <laughs> Unless it's, but then we already know that the whole paradox thing doesn't apply in this universe, so it yeah. can't be that she always married Steve. There is still a timeline so somewhere about... out there where she married somewhere else or whatever. So yes. yeah, we don't have he to hasn't worry usurped about... anyone. He we just don't... was the husband. We don't have to worry about him having snogged his niece. Yes, that's true. This, <laughs> poor Sharon. This um, isn't Game of Thrones. Poor Sharon. Oh, I loved this movie. I, I. What's not to love? Do it's I fucking brilliant? Do I think it's the greatest movie of the MCU? No. Do I think it's the best time in the MCU? Yeah. Because yeah, this, 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 this film is a reward. It's the closing chapter of a 22-chapter story. You can't judge it, it as... It, it's, it's not on its own. Yeah, it you, isn't on its you own. You can't judge it as a film on its own in a way because it is so dependent on having watched pretty much everything up to this point. Avengers works on its own but is a reward for the people who've watched the five films preceding it. Yeah. Age of Ultron is not the same. Age of Ultron, again, works on its own and is just a sequel to Avengers. Infin- is... Civil War was the first time it was like, here's a reward for you doing the required reading. It's the yeah. third Captain America movie and it's a big thank you to everybody who's followed us so far. And then this is like the next one of those. 
Yeah. Yeah. It pays off things you didn't know needed to pay off. It homages things you didn't know needed to be homaged. It it justifies the place of two movies even more so than you would have thought before as a result of its yeah. storyline. It gives some of its actors some amazing material to work with and stuff that they'd never got to do before. Yeah. It paid the bills for a month for people like Michelle Pfeiffer that would just rock up for a day. <laughs> like, it, you know. Yeah. And, and Downey Jr. was apparently one of the very few actors in the cast who got to read the whole screenplay. I think he was the only actor in the cast who got to read the whole screenplay. I wouldn't be surprised if others got to read it after the fact. He definitely didn't give it to Tom Holland. Oh, God, no. Tom Holland didn't know anything in Infinity War beyond his bits. No. Like, he was given loose context, and that was it. And, I mean, that's I, I suppose that's a testimony to these actors and how game they are. Because it's tough to go in without all the information and create a performance that's right for it. It is. But they trust the Russos. They trust those guys. Um, the Russos and Marcus and McFeely, I'm trying to remember her name now, the lady who's the casting director for the entire MCU. Oh my God, I did a tweet about it the other day. I'm going to find it. Oh, yes. She cast the entire MCU um, films apart from one. Can you guess which one? Iron Man. No, I'll give you a clue. It's the only one where someone didn't stick around. And that was from... They didn't oh, stick around. Hulk. Yeah, she didn't okay. cast Incre- um, Sarah Finn, casting director for ah, the MCU. Nice. Nice. She didn't cast Incredible Hulk, and obviously that it didn't work out not because of her, because of Ed Norton, but it's very yeah. telling that like she cast actors that when you first hear it, you go, really? Okay, I guess we'll see. And then you watch it, you go, oh, yeah, absolutely. I could not picture anyone else fucking doing this. The casting in the MCU has been almost uniformly perfect. It's been beautiful. It's been a beautiful thing. And um, like this is this is her legacy. And of course. The, the architect of all this shit, Kevin Feige. Yeah. Who has gone out of his way to say, this isn't the end, folks. This is just the end of this big party we've been having for, for 11 years. It's the end of this chapter. We've got more parties on the way, but thank you for this. Thank you for sticking with us. Here you go. I think it was... Um, I think Kevin Smith said it. Like uh, it, When you look at the, the Mount Rushmore of the MCU... It should be, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Kevin. I think it was Movie Bob, actually. Yeah. It should be Sarah Finn, Kevin Feige, um, uh, Stan Lee, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. That's the Mount Rushmore of the MCU. Like, these guys are why this is the way it is. Um, yeah. Maybe give Favreau a monument nearby. <laughs> Favreau gets a taco stand and Luis uh, Luis Esposito one as well Favreau he, he's done a sterling job as well working on it Favreau gets a food truck yeah the Russos get a holiday home uh, with a good view of the of the mountain and uh, <laughs> Joss Whedon has a timeshare let's <laughs> now that we've poured love all over it let's do some emails about Endgame yes motherfuckers thank you for sticking with us um, here we go just like Endgame this is one of our longest episodes we've got a yeah Jesus it is well, we just related the entire plot of Marvel of Avengers Endgame. It was the only way to touch on everything that we wanted I to know, say. I know, right? Um, and we probably still have, we probably still missed stuff. Um, so we've got a couple of non-Endgame related emails that we'll save for another time when we've got a bit more time. Like next week, for example. Late. Episode 150! 150, baby! So this this is, a, this is a very short one. Comes in from Smallhead. Hi, Smallhead. Which is appropriate because it's a sentence long. Um... 
says, I think one of the most interesting things Endgame manages to pull off is that even though there are things that don't really make sense and a lot of could be conceived as plot holes, you really don't care because of what those elements allow them to do and where to go. Okay. Like, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Very true. Very yeah. succinct. Beautifully put. Yeah. God damn it. What was his name again? Small Ed? Small Ed. Thanks, Small Ed. Thanks, Small Ed. Um, <laughs> Small Ed. Yes. Uh, Captain Smollett. Uh, this one comes in from Tom Monte. Tomias Montague. Okay. Uh, we've got another one from Tom that we haven't got to yet. Um, but we'll get to that next not week. Not endgame related, but we'll get to that next week. It says, Dear Chris and Matt. Hello, Tom. I hope you both enjoyed yeah. the end game and that you weren't spoiled before going in. I was not, and I did. Yeah, that's right. Um, I saw it, I saw it on its midnight release just to avoid internet spoilers. I do appreciate that this was a film that was made for people like you two who have watched all 22 MCU films, but as someone who hasn't watched all 22 MCU films and isn't a diehard superhero fan, um, I found a lot of enjoyment in it. However, I did have a few problems with it. The cheesy comedy was probably my biggest annoyance and don't don't get me started on the influ- inclusion of Fortnite. Well, we don't have to, Tom, because you get yourself started on the inf- on the inclusion of Fortnite with your next question. What did you think of Fortnite? <laughs> I feel like it just takes the film when we look at it in a couple of years when Fortnite's no longer relevant, it will fall flat. You said don't get you started on Fortnite! You just got started on Fortnite, Tom. Um, I'm fine with the Fortnite thing for two reasons. One, didn't like we said, it's 2023, half the population of the Earth is gone. I don't think people's priority is making new computer games. Also, And also, escapism. People are going to be playing games to distract themselves from the horror of the fact that half of the people they know have disappeared. Also, Fortnite had a tie-in with this movie. So... They were going to yeah. get a plug in. That was somewhere. a marketing thing. That was always going to happen. Yeah. It's Plus, like... it's a funny scene. It's, it's, it, 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 in years to come, people watching that scene will just see Korg playing a video game and arguing with teenagers. Yeah. They won't see Fortnite and go, oh, it's aged it. They'll go, oh. Fortnite may well still be around. Like, you never know. Point. Season 14. Um, but, like, also. Um... I've only just bought Overwatch because I got it for a tenner. I think what's probably going <laughs> like, to... I, I talk about aging. Like, I've just started Overwatch. What's probably going to date this movie is the fact that they refer to the time periods in which it takes place and which parts of it take place oblique, like... Well, the MCU, yeah, the MCU like, sort of takes place in a, in a real-time timeline, except for Spider-Man Homecoming, which fucks it up and is the only one to do so. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Eh, eh. I mean, go back, guys, and look at Thor. Like, Chris Hemsworth's dyed eyebrows are already dated. Yes. Uh, do you did you think the whole time travel quantum realm aspect of the, of the film was a little too convenient? Um, no. It might feel it might feel like a cop out in a way, but that's only because you've spent a year as a viewer going, "How the hell are they going to get out of this?" Like nothing is ever going to quite meet your expectation. It can only surprise you and entertain you. Also, I know that you've not you say you've not seen all the MCU films. Did you watch Ant-Man and the Wasp? Because that set up the quantum realm time travel stuff. Yeah, as soon as that, as soon as that's introduced, Ant Man and the Wasp, be like, "Oh, that's a cool thing," and then the mid credit scene for Ant Man and the Wasp ties into Infinity War, and that sort of is the point where I think a lot of people went, "Oh, oh, maybe," and then they leave it at that. Plus, there was the Time Stone. So, because here's yeah. the thing: in the plot of Endgame, as far as we're concerned, what the heroes are going to do is they're going to rock up to Thanos and get hold of the stones, or it's going to be a chase to get them off Thanos. Yeah, it's only in the film itself do you go, "Oh, wait, what? They're gone." And also, it's not that convenient because they bring everyone back from the snap, but there's a lot of other stuff that they can't fix and they do have to live with. Yeah. It's just not on as large a scale. There's still a bunch of deaths they have to live with and all those people that came back have been gone for five years. Yeah. 
which to them doesn't feel like five years. They have, to be, everyone re- else. They have to be reintegrated. Yeah. And, yeah. and there'll be trauma for that as well. There will People be... will be like, I died? What? And yeah. they have to kind of deal with that. There will be husbands who live without their wives for five years, children who live without their parents for five years, and vice versa. There'll be people who move on. Like There'll be people who come back to find that their partner is now with someone else. Yeah. There'll be people who come back to find that their family have moved town because they couldn't bear the thought of living there without the people they lost. Like, there's going to be a shitload of drama to deal with. There will be people who died from the consequences of the snap Mm. who weren't brought back. Oh my god, like when helicopter pilot disappears in the post-credits Infinity War and the helicopter crashes into an apart- into an office building. Yeah. There'll be people who died because of that. Yeah, so there's, there's still plenty of consequence. But the thing, I get what you mean. It sort of feels, because of it being so sci-fi, it feels very deus ex machina, but it ain't a sonic screwdriver coming in and saving the day yeah, at the last well, second. Well, it's not even it's a deus ex machina, machina because, one, it doesn't come in at the last second. It's mm. set up throughout the film and throughout the MCU as a whole. And also, it doesn't fix everything. It is not a reset button. Mm. Again, like I, I think, I think anyone who feels a bit like it is a cop out is probably just—it's that feeling of the end of Infinity War is so big and bleak and yeah. bold that it is—it is tough to meet that expectation of how you resolve it. It is tough. It is tough. So I, I get that, but I no, I, me personally, and I think you too, Cockle. We we had no problem with it. We I had no problem it. with it. We dug it. Um, what about the fact that Stark said could be used to harness the power of the stones? Doesn't this just undermine the power of the Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, uh, no, because no. the Infinity Gauntlet was used to wield the stones. The Stark Gauntlet was made, as you see in that experiment, to hold them just long enough to do what needs to be done. Yeah. Also, the if... stones can be held. Like we see that individually, they can be held or or what what have you. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the only the only one that is sort of implied you can't just hold is the power stone. Is the power stone or oh, the ether as well? It's well, implied, that, was, it's implied that, was... that you can't just hold them. In well, fact, how did they channel ether into a stone? Because was... when Rocket extracts it, it's back into its goo form, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The point is, time happens between them getting back yeah. with the stones and and them going, right, who should be the ones to do the snap? But, there is a period between that, but in the length of the movie, it's a 25-second long scene of them finishing this gauntlet. But also... What was constructed in Nevadalia was something to wield them. Yes. And use them as you see fit. But also, they've probably had a chance to look at what's left of the original Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, and take, take notes on, like, right... Yeah. We can't we can't copy this exactly, but as long as we do this, this, and this, and we know that the radiation off the stones is gamma related. So if anybody on planet Earth is going to be able to sort of instruct them on how to contain them, it's Bruce. Yeah. Um, Whereas the Asgardians wouldn't be like gamma radiation. We must send it to the dwarves to forge. A... No, they'd be like an ancient gauntlet wielding the power of the stones. <laughs> um, It'll kill you. Not if I die. Yes, that's what killing you means. Yes. <laughs> Uh, when the film ends, it's five years later. Does this mean that from now on the MCU will be set from 2023 onwards? I we assume s- so, yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. We see Spider-Man go back to school and his friend is still there. Does this mean his friend is now five years older than Peter? And what's he still doing at this, that school? I would imagine, since Ned is still at school, I think we can also imagine that Ned got snapped as well. Yeah. Otherwise he would be five years older, yeah. Yeah. But because he's not five years older and at the school, I think we can assume that he got snapped. Yeah. Agreed. Agree head. Uh, nitpicks over. I think Iron Man's death was very satisfying. and then it makes the first three phases of Marvel feel well-rounded. Mm. Were you expecting Iron Man to die going in? Did you cry? I was and I did not. Uh, I was and I did a bit. It was, for me, it was on my second viewing. Because I was watching Downey Jr. specifically. Yeah. When 
Rhodey, Peter and then Pepper spoke to him. And you could just see these slight flashes of recognition across this because he sort of mutters. Yeah, he, he doesn't like, say he anything. He doesn't really he say words, but he sort of like, "Is this going?" Yeah, and you're like, you're just watching him. It's fucking great performance. I'm feeling a bit sad now thinking about it. like it, it's you're seeing him barely conscious, barely coherent, kind of acknowledge in his eyes who's there, and then he starts to smile just ever so slightly when Pepper's talking to him, and then he fades away. And that got me on the second watch because I was watching him. Like on the first one, yeah. I'd watched them, and the second one, I watched him, and that really got me. Um, and as as spoken on previous Big Damn casts, yeah, we called that he was gonna, if not die in this, he was gonna be taken off the table. Yeah, this definitely this definitely was gonna be his last was gonna be dying in his last one because he's done so many of these fucking things. So, anyway. um, I feel like to bring back Iron Man, Captain America, and Black Widow now would just completely undermine and ruin the emotional impact of Endgame. Can you see them coming back? I do not see them coming back. Who was that? There is a, uh, Those three. Iron Man, Cap and Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow ain't coming back, but there is a Black Widow movie in development. Whether that involves bringing it back or it's, a, or it's told before, I think it's probably a prequel. I'd like that. It's probably a Captain Marvel style. Yeah, Captain Marvel, piece. Guardians 2. Um, Pre-Avengers period piece. The fla- uh, Captain, uh, Captain America and the flashbacks in the Ant-Man movies have confirmed yeah. that we can tell stories out of out the of uh out of sequence yeah so um i, I think it's gonna be a the trick the tricky bit will be past one and i think that'll be the I, I think it's being done because it's like it's a final sign off for scarlet it's like yeah. uh here we go my final bout is my story here's my story and i'm done the tricky bit will be, with it will be um having stakes that you care about knowing that she's going to die in 2023. So the people around her have got to be people you give a shit about yeah. so that you feel that there's actual danger involved. And it seems like they're casting mostly new faces for that film, so that's probably going to be the case. Including David Arbour. Yes. Um, who confirmed that they start shooting in a month and a half's time. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll know more about it. Even though Marvel have yet to announce the next slate of films. I looked it up the other day. The only two films that have been confirmed by Marvel, so not by people involved or scriptwriters mm. and this, that, and the other, that, that Marvel Studios said we're doing... Is Spider-Man Far From Home, obviously. Because it's done. It's and account. Shang-Chi. They've they're the not only officially two... announced the Eternals? Nope, they've not officially announced Guardians 3. Ah. They they've, ha- not, they've not officially announced Black Panther 2. They've t- they've said that Ryan Coogler has signed on to do it. But this, I think the official announcements coincide with a... We're going into production, here's the release date. Okay. Because right, um, cool. similarly, Scott Derrickson has lately been talking a lot about, Strange, about Strange 2. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's, there's stuff stuff's happening, but Shang Chi, I'm like, fucking cool. Yeah, I just, think that's been confirmed because I think Kevin Feige has talked about it. Yeah, so it's like, a, oh shit, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. getting Shang Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. Bring it the fuck on. Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, finally, what did you think of Thor's belly? It was loved glorious. It. I loved it, I, and I love the fact that they stuck with it. And yeah, because you know, he doesn't it, just magically get get um, ripped. Yeah. when he gets under he doesn't magically get under pressure which is great because it's not that because I know there's been some backlash online people saying oh, the, it, the fact that it's a joke when it's first revealed as fat shaming it's not the really. joke isn't that he is fat the joke is that he has a character who is trim as fuck has let himself go and the visual's so shocking at that moment yeah it's only... that, the joke is the visual's so starkly different from what you're expecting but that's then the joke they don't continue to play it for laughs other characters they, they play at him. they play his his uh, his sort of sh- shaky nature yeah. for comedy, 
but it's never laughing at his expense. It's laughing at, oh God, I can't believe this is what Thor is doing. This is not what we expected. The yeah. comedy comes from the shock of his behaviour. The shock of his yeah. appearance. The initial shock of his As appearance. As it goes on, it for me, it became less tragic. By like, the end l- of less, it. Less humorous and more tragic. Uh, yeah, if, if you want to talk fat shaming, can you explain then why at the end he's fucking kicking ass and he's still the same tank of a man? Yeah. Like, they don't, like you said, they don't make him better. They go, yep, this is Thor now. And you're like, Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He might change shape and appearance for his next appearance because I don't think this is the end of Hemsworth's story. But um, yeah. Although I did joke on Twitter, I said, "Do you think uh, we need to introduce Thor to Chris Hemsworth's team?" Which, of course, is the most fucking recurring ad on YouTube right now. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, you've probably seen it at least twice in the last yeah, three hours. Probably. <laughs> Yoga. This one comes in from Miles. Hey, Miles. It says, well, Avengers Endgame was a bit of all right, wasn't it? <laughs> I genuinely didn't think the Russos could top Infinity War. Boy, was I wrong. They really outdid themselves here. If they chose for this to be their final outing, they'd definitely be going on out on a high. If you mean the final outing for the Russos in the MCU, I think it probably is. I don't think they're going to come back and do another. I think, uh, I, I'm sure I've read somewhere they said that their, their time with Marvel has been so wonderful so they wouldn't say no. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean, yes, it could be in a production capacity. Yeah. It could be filming the pilot for one of the, ex- one of the plus shows, for example, mm-hmm. like, you know, but I'd like to see, yeah. I, I want to see where they're going to go next. I'm intrigued to see what their next, their next yeah. thing is. What do you make? What the hell do you make after this? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I could go on and on about the endless moments of joy, baby Ant-Man, Cap Robbing Mjolnir, America's ass. Just like I'm going about the endless tearjerkers. Scott seeing grown up Cassie, Tony's funeral, and the one that properly got me when Peter went back to school and saw Ned again. Yeah, again, that just really in that good. silent moment. Really he's acting good. his socks off. It's so cute. Um, such a small moment, beautifully underplayed. Thing is, I be here all day listing all the standout moments. The whole thing was just a masterful piece of filmmaking. A cinematic experience the kind we've never seen before. Simply put, it's an epic, satisfying conclusion to over ten years of movies that pays off spectacularly. Joyous stuff. Thanks again to both of you for all the laughs. Love you 3000. Miles. Oh, well, Miles, we love you 3000. Love you 3000. By um, Jiminy. This one comes in from Dan. <laughs> it says, greetings big damn boys. Boys. It's been some time since I last emailed. My apologies for I've been a busy, busy man. If you need a memory jog, you once called me a rusty apologist. That is wonderful, and please put it on your CV. Brilliant. Um, so, <laughs> Endgame. What a movie! I saw it at a midnight... Ah! Sc- <laughs> I saw it Can at a midnight screening... Can you all things in that voice from now on? What a movie! What a movie, kid! Uh, I saw it at a midnight screening, and it was honestly the greatest cinematic experience of my life! Ooh, mint. The last, the last act made me both the giddiest, seeing all the Avengers assemble at last, cap-wielding me all near... And also the saddest I've been in a cinema. I was 10 when the MCU started. I've grown up with it. So seeing Iron Man die was like watching the end of my childhood. But what a satisfying end it was. A lot of people that said it wasn't as good as most people say. And insert film here. It was better. But for me the emotions it made me feel. Endgame is the best MCU film. Love it. And you. 3000. Goodbye my dears. Oh bless you you rusty bless apologist. Bless you you rusty apologist. Um, <laughs> That's really cool. That's see. That's a that's a perspective we don't have, is that we were we were te- we, basically we, we adults, were adults when this started, began. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was 
seventeen. Two thousand eight. So I was twenty. Twenty. Nineteen going on twenty. Yes. Twenty. Um. So we we didn't get the experience of growing up with mm. these films in that way, but that is something that's really wonderful to think that there are people who've who were bands like to them there have always been movies there have always been featuring these characters we have always been at war with Eurasia oh god no but like there are people who oh my god like, imagine if you were 10 when you saw the Avengers yeah for the last 7 years of your life your entire teenage period yeah, been the Avengers you've been waiting for that fucking Thanos to rock up and <laughs> see what he's all about that's crazy that's mental man um, this one comes in from Matthew. Says hi, hi, <laughs> hi. I'm sure he goes without saying, but Endgame was great, and I loved it. It was delivered with heart and rewarded 11 years of investment in the MCU. It was different than I expected, but better for it. And how I didn't see time travel coming, I'll never know. On the subject of time travel, the half of the population that revives after five years of death must face a huge challenge reintegrating into the world. Yeah, mm. all right. This could be interesting to see. If they indeed touch on that at all. Um, I was particularly struck when Peter Parker rocked up at his school at the end and was greeted by his friend. Given the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, presumably Peter and all his named friends were in the unfortunate half of the population that Thanos clicked away in order for them to all still be at school age upon the revivals. Thoughts? Presumably half of Peter's class have graduated and are in their early 20s whilst Peter and co. remain teenagers. Looking forward to hearing your views on the film. Matthew. Um, I've just had a random thought about that. On the news channel network in Homecoming, the girl's Betty Brant. Yeah. Well, Betty Brant's now five years older and is already interning or working at the Bugle. Good. That'd be a nice sort of way to, uh, to switch things around. But yeah, I think that what this has shown is that it like it isn't just... It's not like half and half of groups. Yeah. It's because it's, it's random. You have got big chunks of people who know each other that have all gone missing. Random. Dispassionate. Like... Fair. Not h- half of Hawkeye's family didn't like all of Hawkeye's family except him went missing. Mm. Um, yeah, well, it, Thanos' snap wasn't like, okay, so in this family unit, we're going to take away the second eldest child and the mother. It was like, no, it's just yeah. half of everyone. Like, there'll be whole families who disappeared. There would have been entire streets that disappeared. Be, the next street over might have had no one disappear. There'll be families that remained completely intact. Yeah. And then imagine how much they were being attacked by the people and community yeah. around the them. The resentment. Yeah. Like, there's this, yeah. this shit that this film doesn't even touch on, and it's three hours and one minute long. There's as is so this podcast stuff. now. And we've still got one more email. Oh my God, we're going to be longer than the Avengers! And it's a mammoth. Oh, good Lord. This one comes in from James. How does it type? With its trunk? <laughs> Not with its toes. Big fingers. Hi, James. How you doing? It says, hello, Chris and Matt. Hi, James. I am under the impression that a new Marvel film has been released and that it has already made all of the money. Mm, most of the monies. I have. I saw it. I I have never seen a movie of theatre applaud for after a film before. In especially the UK. We are, we are boringly stoic in that way. We respectfully stay silent during the movies. But I would like to see more applause you know, at the end of movies for people no, who enjoy no, them. No, no, no. Do you know why I don't applaud at the end of a movie? Because they can't hear you? Exactly. Yeah? They're not on the fucking stage. True, but... They can't fucking hear you. Did you have a really good time? I did. Did you want to Do you want to show verbally and physically that you had a really good time at the end why? of Why? For who? For yourself. When you sing what? in the shower... What? When you sing in the shower, you're not singing to someone else, are you? I'm singing in the shower, I'm practicing. Bitch. Do you sing to your, to your weenie? No. No. Oh. Can I sing to your weenie? No. Back to James. 
Definitely not. I can say for sure there was only one thing in this whole film I did not like. And I know that it's a dumb thing to hate, but I really didn't like Captain Marvel's suit colour scheme after the time skip. And I know it's meant to look like Marvel's suit colour scheme from the comics, but I'll just have to give it time and see if it grows on me. I mean, that's not bad. Considering that's the only thing you really don't like out of the movie, I think you're alright there. Um, Positive! (laughs) A lot of exclamation marks. Apart from your normal fan service, I was pleasantly surprised when they decided to kill off Thanos in the first act and they went on to jump ahead in time. Of course Kat would be running a support group. Of course Natasha would be trying to find her best friend. Of course Clint would be murdering people. Of course Tony would be living a quiet life for his family after returning from space as a skeleton. I thought it was brilliant that Banner managed to combine himself with the Hulk. And of course after the death of his mother, father, brother and failing to stop Thanos from killing half of all life... That man would end up going for the head and falling into an alcoholic depression during which would bully kids on Fortnite and become Fat Thor. So let me sort of like I was saying earlier, like it just they sat down, they thought about what people would want, what pe- what people would think would happen, and just did that. That's why it's so satisfying as a film because it manages to simultaneously. Hey kid, well done for paying attention. You yeah. know these characters so well, but there also it gives you it simultaneously gives you what you wanted. And surprises you? Yeah. It's very it's very smart. It's very clever. Does this film imply that the whole cast of Homecoming were dusted, meaning they are all the same age for Far From Home? I would th- I think so, yeah, probably. Yeah, I yeah. assume. Uh, but really, I thought this film was brilliant. I can't mention everything. So, Karen Gillan, more Squidward, <laughs> both Ant-Men, the whole end fight, Thor the Dark World, Mjolnir, Lightning Beard Braid, Hail Hydra, all the cameos, <laughs> Stirs, Howard... Stanley, <gasps> the Stan yeah. cameo. Yeah, I mean, come on. The moment the bumper sticker got close, it was enough said. It was like, here he is, boys and girls. Make love, not war. Looking like Stanley in the seventies. Yeah, freaking genius. Um, Thanos being more of a machine than twenty seven, twenty eighteen Thanos, as he does not have an infinity gauntlet to lean on to destroy his enemies. Mm. I think twenty fourteen Thanos could beat up twenty seventeen, eighteen Thanos. Probably <laughs> still well. not all of the things. <laughs> Out of everything, I think the moment that stood out to me the most was John Favreau as Happy standing on the end of that pier with Pepper and her daughter as he says goodbye to the character that's, that helped him start this whole universe. Well, that and the cheeseburgers Iron Man callback. Yeah. Oh, man, that nearly got me. That, that, that was the moment that brought me the closest. Um, all right, hope you enjoyed my essay. I'm off to marathon all the MCU in chronological order, but not including the TV shows this time. Never again! <laughs> Have a great week. Is it weird to say love you 3000? I think it is. Didn't stop anyone else. Uh, <laughs> from James. <laughs> but you'll never guess which one! Well, I know, because I can see your email address, but... The listeners will never guess. Dun, 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 dun. Well, that's the last episode of Big Damn Cast. <laughs> there is no cultural event big enough or considerable enough to even talk about anymore. So next week, there won't be anything... Chris, there is... You see, the MCU's Infinity Saga isn't the only thing that's coming to a close this year. What what are you getting at? Well, there's this little TV show that I know you don't watch. And it's called Game of Thrones. And it's not a game show. It's not like musical chairs for royals. It's... Though I would watch that. (laughs) It's an epic fantasy storyline of families and... Families fucking and fucking and dragons... And fucking and zombies and ice. I'll be honest, 
You had me at drama. <laughs> you, you lost me at families fucking. Oh. You won me back at dragons. Yeah. You, you tidied me over with zombies. <laughs> Ice doesn't excite me. But Matt, I I I know not of Game of Thrones, so I I I don't really care about the finale. It's not like don't. It's not like I'm gonna don't suddenly you worry, get woke. Don't you worry. I. I'm going to catch you up. I'm going to catch you up on everything. What? On seven and a bit seasons of Game of Thrones. That's like... That's like more than six. 69 episodes. I'm not into... Giggity. I'm not... 70 episodes by the time we get around to recording it. I'm not entirely sure how you could possibly do that unless we were about to hit a milestone. And even then... (laughs) In episode 150... Oh, God. I'm going to Game of Thrones you. Good God. I'm going to give you the Game of Thrones crash uh, crash course. Oh, God. I'm going to make sure you know your Melisandres from your Missandei's. I'm going to make sure that you know who Tyrion and Tywin are. I'm going to make sure you know... What well, the Battle of the Blackwater is, the Battle of the Bastards, the Battle for Winterfell, everything. I'm going to lay it all out. And then you're going to be ready for the last couple of episodes of Game of Thrones. Are you saying episode 150 is going to be you forcibly telling me the entire history of Game of Thrones over the course of a podcast? So basically a noob who doesn't really know that series particularly well enough is going to be bombarded with all of the information to celebrate the approaching final episodes of the final series of the final run of Game of Thrones on television. Yes. Can't wait for them to put the ring in Mount Doom. I just want you. I just want to see you try and do the mental gymnastics necessary to keep it all straight in your head. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Damn Cast 150, Matt explains Game of Thrones to Chris in time for the finale. We'll see you next week. Get your predictions in bigdamncontact at gmail.com. Tweet us at Big Damn Cast. Do you think I'm going to manage it? Do you think I'm going to struggle? Send us visual aids. Don't cut my cock off. Whatever it takes. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Until then, we love you. 3,000! Ha! <laughs>